What's up, listener? This is episode 91 of the Jock and Nerd podcast. We're joined by Rug Boy and illustrator John Bellotti Jr. on this one to discuss what's perhaps the most anticipated and the most divisive superhero film ever, Zack Snyder's Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice. I got one question for you, listener. Do you bleed? Not even when you shave? Damn, that must be nice. It's the Jockey Nerd Podcast with your hosts, Anthony and Imran. What's up, listener? Thanks for joining us. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. And he's the nerd. And you've just tuned into the Jock and Nerd podcast. This is our awesome Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice. Uh, or Justice. Dawn of Justice review. I always say that word wrong. Joining us for this review, we have some great guests. Of course, we got uh, our, everyone's favorite, Felty American. You know him. You love him. The Rug Boy. What's up, Rugs? What's up, dudes? How's it going? And also joining us, a very special guest reviewer, friend of the show. You've heard him on the show before. Uh, Godzilla artist and illustrator and vocal opinionist, uh, John Bellotti Jr. John, what's up? How you doing, guys? I got to tell you, I'm very excited to have you on the show. Because, look, Bellotti works in the industry. He's going to have a little more insight. And uh, he is very passionate uh, about this stuff. I think this started because... He might have noticed a Facebook post, or I might have noticed one of his statuses, and I, either one of us commented, and then he was like, let's record. So I, had, I immediately tagged you so that we could have John Bellotti on. Yes. So. Thank you. Thank you for that. Well, I saw that, Tony, and I was like, yes, <laughs> we have to do something. I've been very excited to record this show. Listen, this is another instance where we had a, a, a friend of the show just so amped up and emotional reach out and want to do this. So we're going to go over this movie. However, we also have... Lots of audio reviews sent for us. If you listen to the very end, we're going to have audio reviews from Jesse Looney, David Malofsky, Scott Maradu, and Matt Delhauer. And I got a couple of Twitter responses. Uh, guys, this movie, unbelievable uh, critical response, the conversations, everything around it. Critical and fan response. Critic, critics, fans, everybody has something to say about this movie and i just want to you know let's give the listener this caveat these are our opinions like the hate going around back and forth look everyone's opinions are their own this is just what we thought and it's based on evidence it's based on what we've seen before it's not nobody wants to hate this movie no no we have, we have facts we have <laughs> we, facts to we, back this up dude. We, exactly we have facts it's not out of whatever DC Marvel fanboy blah 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 I'm sick of all that it's ridiculous I, I just have to preface too because I had uh, Mr. Kevin Hayden writing on my wall he wrote something on my wall that said something along the lines of Marvel fanboys are crying because DC made 100 million and I just want to preface by saying Batman is my favorite superhero character of all time so there's no bias coming into this film. The only bias I had was that I didn't like Man of Steel. But, Listen, I mean, guys, all four of us, I think we can agree we love these characters. Right. We love the canon. We love the mythology. We grew up with this stuff. Yeah, we all yeah. are big fans. I mean, we wouldn't be doing a comics podcast if we didn't like the material. Right. You know what I mean? Of course. And DC TV's, for the most part, been pretty good. DC so. TV's been killing I, it. I give credit when it's due. but Absolutely. Continue. So let's just check in. Let's start with some numbers, some 
hard evidence numbers, which they swing both ways and they uh, relay a lot of confusing Does that information. Mean these numbers are bisexual. They oh sure, <laughs> these numbers go both ways. They're bisexuals. So this movie opens to a record whopping domestic. Uh, Opening of $166 million. I believe actually that that record was a March record, but the, the global opening was the biggest of all time. Global opening, $424 million in the first weekend. Right. And total in a short, how many days has it been out? I would say, oh man. A little over a week. A little over a week, yeah. This movie's made $261 domestic as of April 3rd. Worldwide. $682 oh, million dollars Worldwide, uh, which I believe surpasses the, the whole take of Man of Steel in its entire run already in just over a week. It's impressive. Okay. It's, it's doing well, especially foreign uh, foreign markets doing really well. Foreign markets doing well. People are going back. But now there's these inconsistent records that it breaks. It goes from biggest opening weekend uh, and uh, uh, everywhere. Then there's a huge drop over the Friday to Sunday. Then it breaks Monday's record. And it breaks a Tuesday record, but then this just in, this movie takes a huge 68% drop heading into the second weekend. Which would be the fifth largest drop of all time for any film grossing over $100 million domestically. Only topped by Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2 and the trio of Twilight films. So, great company. Unbelievable, though, the, you know, the critics versus fans, what people uh, are, how they are walking into this movie, what they're telling people afterwards. Are they going back to see it again? Rugs, you saw it twice, didn't you? Holy shit. Yeah, I <laughs> had to. I had to hate watch it just once. I, see, I went into it going like, maybe I'm going to like something about this movie. And then I saw it. And then I was like, that motherfucking movie. And I went in there like I challenged it. I was like. <laughs> Suck as much as you want. I'm going to be right here. I'm going to be fucking hating it the whole time. <laughs> I w- actually wanted to watch it again. I did too. A part of me wanted to watch it again for this for the show, <clears throat> but then a part of me didn't want to watch it again because I didn't want to give my money to something that I didn't support, really. And therein lies the rub, doesn't it? Um, which is why this movie was going to... that's a tease for what I think of this movie. Listen, this movie was going to make this much money regardless, just out of the naming title. So let's do this, guys. We're going to go around... Are we going to discuss that at all? Why it made this much? Yes. Okay. We'll get into that. Because this is all... This is like the, the, this is like the Fantastic Four movie in the sense of all the extracurricular things surrounding these satellite issues are part of this giant thing. I think this is different. I mean, it's, it's sparking a reaction and it's interesting case study, but it's different in that Fantastic Four was a mess yeah. from just production-wise, whereas this film is a mess in a different way <clears throat> or, or sparks discussion in a different way. Absolutely. It's, it, I mean, and say what you will about the Zack more polarizing the Zack Snyder's. I didn't think it was possible for him to make a more divisive movie than Man of Steel, but uh, boy, did he! I mean, this is way more divisive. So, look, let's go around for the listener. Perhaps mm-hmm. this is gonna be a spoiler cast, full spoiler. But before we get to the spoilers, let's go around and just give our general spoiler-free thoughts, maybe for the listener who hasn't seen it. It's on the fence. Uh, what did you guys think? We're gonna start off with our guest reviewer, John Bellotti Jr. Oh, where to begin? Um, <laughs> I know this is really hard to sum up. <clears throat> Hold this back is hard. until we get the spoilers. Yes. <laughs> I'm holding back. I feel like Goku, before he goes Super Saiyan, he's just like building and building and building. Um, God, what His is there to is say? Right yeah, my hair is getting blonder. <laughs> my spoiler-free thoughts. I have to say that it missed on every mark. And <laughs> what did I say earlier? It said it was like 
The movie fell into a deep, dark abyss, and at the bottom of that abyss was a burning pile of trash. That's how I felt at the end. <laughs> wow. I came out of the theater. I waited online. Haven't waited online since the original Ninja Turtles. I said, okay, this is kind of exciting, but I had le- really low expectations. And I'm leaving the theater, and I'm sh- it's the first time I was shaking my head just back and forth to other people on the line. And I wanted to yell out to other people on the line, I'll give me your money. I'll tell you a better story because it was that bad for me. Wow. You want to know what I said when, when I came out of the movie? The first words that came out of my yes, mouth? Yes. I turned to my friend, Scott Weinstein, who we've had on the He's show. He's been on the show. And Scotty. I said, is this in any way, shape or form a good movie? And he just looked at me and he said, come on. No. <laughs> and um, OK, the, my opinion on this is that um, they had Zack Snyder, the WB, everybody involved. They had the whole kit and caboodle. They had every advantage to make this movie. They had the criticism of Man of Steel. Every, they had all the problems that were leading up to it. They, they could have course corrected. They could have gone towards the canon, more towards the, what the comics, what people, the fans want. And they could have tried to make something that was great. But what they did... In fact, was what exactly what John said is they freaking they crashed it into the ground. They were just like fuck it. They went right into the cliff. They steered the plane <laughs> right into the cliff. They fucking they, were, they, they had clear skies ahead. All they had to do was lean lean to the right, but they blew it. They blew it, uh, Anthony. So you guys have obviously heard me rail on Man of Steel a lot. Um, my obvious bias going into this movie was I didn't like Man of Steel, so I did have bias going into this movie. In comparison to Man of Steel, um, or Batman Super B V Superman, in comparison to Man of Steel, Man of Steel is a masterpiece. Cool. <laughs> Man of Steel at least makes structurally the story makes sense, and I can understand some of the character motivations. This film, to me, nothing makes sense. The way the film is cut is yeah. disorganized at best. Um, so yeah, that's my thought. Man of Steel was a masterpiece in comparison. This movie yeah. sucked. Wow. I can, behind, I can get behind that. I can agree with that. Uh, so when the movie ended for me, right when it cut to black, my first thought was, wow, that was confusing. Uh, I wasn't like overwhelmed or underwhelmed. I've had a very strange relationship to like I, – I, there was tiny moments, moments that I enjoyed. But for the most of the time, I found myself trying to follow what was going on. Uh, and try to figure out what was going on. There's barely any joy. Uh, and uh, bah, I don't know. It's so confusing. It's not a movie. It's not a movie. <laughs> no. What is you know, it? Uh, yeah, you're right. It's just a, it's a collection of scenes it's that a, don't make yes, any sense. It's a very long trailer or montage. It's just all <laughs> montage. Uh, yeah. So that's my was my initial thought coming out of the thing. All right, gang, I'm going to give it the full spoiler alert. Moving on in, we are going to be spoiling the fuck out of this. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. Now, before, look, I can feel this energy. I can feel all you ready to bust out and explode. I want to do this. This is going to be a fun game. <laughs> Question. What was good about the movie? Who's uh, who wants well, first on this? <laughs> I, I can start. Those, cric- those crickets I hear? I hear crickets. <laughs> Is that a tumbleweed? I, I got I got a couple okay. decent Go thoughts. Yeah. Um there's a few. Ben Affleck is is okay as Batman. I didn't come out of it like, wow, this is the best Batman ever. But I could see potential for a Bat- Ben Affleck Batman directed film to be good. I saw some Batman was 
pretty brutal in his fighting tactics. We'll get to some of the stuff I had problems with there, but when he's actually fighting people hand to hand and like stabbing a guy in his shoulder and punching a guy through a floor, like that's a Batman you don't want to fuck with. So I can respect that. Um, the other thought I had was Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman, although having not much character to speak of physically, I think she she's impressive on screen. I think the camera is drawn to her, and I think she could make a good Wonder Woman. But other than that, I don't have shit. <laughs> I will say I'll, I'll agree with uh, Ben Affleck did a, a fine job as the Batman. Uh, I love uh, – like the suit looks great. It looks great. The Batmobile, I love all the bat tech. I think uh, the design of uh, things is very sharp. The costumes – Look amazing, but we knew this is like all the stuff that's good is the stuff we knew was gonna be good going in. I have one more thought. Okay, and I'm sorry if I'm stepping on your toes. Jeremy Irons, right? Yeah, Alfred was pretty decent as well. I could I enjoyed his version of kind of guiding Batman through missions and taking a little bit more active role instead of just being his butler and giving him advice and crying. All right, Rugs, so. Rugs, you got any goods? Well, you know, I'm pretty much gonna echo what you said. You know, the art direction in this movie, the costume design, you know, um, even the even the cinematography yeah. is good, you know, and uh, a lot of the, the shots are very iconic. I even like the tone. And that's like a shocker because everybody's like, it's too serious. I didn't have a problem with the serious tone at all. Okay. I thought it was fine. Um, I just the, the problems aren't there. The problems are in the script. Basically, yeah, and the yeah. editing, yeah, yeah. basically, and what they decided to do. But all of the acting was fine. The acting was great. The cast like, there was nothing yeah, wrong no. with anybody acting. No, no, the Amy ca- Adams was fine. Her character was written stupidly. But everybody performed to the best of their ability. Everything looked great. You know, the effects were pretty good. You know, I wasn't, like, bowled over with the effects. But I thought they were pretty good. And that's basically it. I mean, if you want to see a movie that has... All of that stuff, and you can just turn your brain completely off and have no opinion about things that are completely dumb that happen. Yeah. Then you, if you want, if you like, like I'm gonna say this: Fast and Furious. All of those movies make more sense than this movie. Wow. <laughs> oh, all right, and those oh my God. movies absolutely have no substance to them at all. And but Fast and <laughs> Furious Seven, as fucking retarded as that movie is. Makes more sense than this movie. Uh, yeah, and I already being four times as much. You don't go to the Fast and Furious movies for them to make sense, so it's fine. But for the fact that it makes more sense than this, well, I'll agree. The cast is great. Like they have no, uh, the none of this falls on their shoulders. They cannot be blamed for uh, what went wrong. Bellotti. yeah, you got anything good you liked? Uh, Alfred. That's about it. Jeez. <laughs> oh, no, Alfred. Alfred was good. Um, Art direction, cinematography, the sets were pretty amazing. Uh, what else? Did I, Batman. I liked the, the fight scene. I mean, he was pretty badass. Um, Wonder Woman. Pretty much every single thing that has been said, but what Tony said, what Rugboy said, what the critics say, is just the same things. Batman, Alfred, Wonder Woman. And the cast was great. They did everything they could. Um, that's that's it. That's all I can really think of. I'll add, I mean, I'll add a little thing. I I, I did. I kind of like seeing pages of the Dark Knight returned, adapted through Snyder's lens, which is this is what he does good. He can take the page and make it look good in in terms of uh, honoring it and in terms of an homage 
Now, the problem is, you know, if you don't use them at the right time or the right place, it's all fucking pointless. But, uh, okay. There's I, a scene I, I can point out, too, that where Batman, that scene where the police are investigating the guy that got branded. And you see Batman kind of lingering in the corner. Yes. And you see like his eyes and the, the, the light kind of shines upon him and he's like skipping into the shadows. And then he scurries away and you barely see him. Yeah, see I the... thought that was a nice, nicely done scene. I mean, again, he... Appropriate for was, Batman. Yeah. Yeah, the battle scenes are great. Like if you take all... I want to go all the battle scenes being great. Not no, all no, the... No. But look... Not, the, the, su- not the Superman. The, no. Not the Superman. They're eye candy in the sense of this is just something crazy you're looking at. But if you just remove them and watch them on their own... but uh, uh, Well, and especially like, just the Batman. Batman's brutal fatality fighting was i enjoyed seeing that it was different i don't know if i agree with it but it looked fucking awesome like all of these elements together can trick you into thinking it's a good movie like you're having fun enjoying it but if you think about anything that happens in this movie you realize that you're sadly mistaken Ooh, that's a nice way to put it. Sadly uh, mistaken. Sadly mistaken is going to be a good segue for <laughs> let's just get into it. I don't, you guys, I don't even know where to start with this. I have an idea. Okay, go. Go ahead. All right, I, I compiled a list. Oh, boy. Jeez. I put let's... a pen in my mouth and I wrote this shit. <laughs> okay. okay, let me it's give you this. Hold on. Wait, 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 we're going to do this. Here's the rundown. All right, so let's just start with a general comment. Okay? Let's start broad, yes. Yeah, the biggest problem is in the writing, okay? There's so many big holes and major story points. Any kind of logic or or character motivation is undone because they have to do everything to move the plot along. Like, none of the characters do anything because that's what that character would do at that time. It's all, we need you to get, we need to get this person to that. We need to get Superman here. We need to get this person there so they could fight. So it's all like a kid playing with his toys and then going, oh, this is that. Oh, I want to get Wonder Woman in here. Let me push, pull, pull her in there. And then they just make up the story to go along. And then it's like a kid playing with his toys. Let's give credit to who wrote this. Uh, David Goyer. Who David S. Goyer, Chris Terrio. Combination. Chris Terrio. And I mean, I agree with Ruggs. Like the fault totally lands on the writing, the directing. And I'm going to throw in the producing. Fuck it, because... And editing. And, well, editing, which is going to come back to the director who has final edit, but uh, that's where we've talked in the earlier shows, Snyder, Goyer, team needs to be broken up. This is one of the huge problems. Uh, And overall, it is so disconnected. It is so uh, choppily cut. Nobody's motivations are clear. You can't... You don't know why anybody is doing anything at any moment. Let's get into the motivations, because Rugboy brought that up. Yes. for all intents and purposes, Superman, somewhat Batman, definitely Lex Luger. Lex, Lex Luger. Wow. Luger. Pro wrestling. That's a Lex, Lex NWO. Lex, the NWO. Lex Luthor. NWO. Lex Luthor and Superman especially, their motivations are, are fucked up. I don't even know what is going on. Um, first off, I don't know what Lex Luthor really is in this world. Like, There's no establishing shot of what he owns, what his power is, how much money he has. Why is he pissed off at Superman? What does he do? Yeah. What, does what does he do? do? What is his company like? He likes to put Jolly Ranchers in other people's mouths uh, when they don't want it. We know that much. Was that does, a does scene? Everybody? Was that a scene? <laughs> yes. Oh my was, God. Yes. It was the most awkward, uncomfortable. What, where was yeah. that? He was, was slipping. The, the general, when he was trying, first of all, this fucking government just hands over all the shit to him. He wants Zod's body and the kryptonite, and he's force feeding the guy a Jolly Rancher. All right, let's let's stay on tap. What the fuck? Let's let's nitpicking right now. 
let's let's start from the beginning of the movie. Let's start from the beginning of the movie. Which I actually enjoyed the beginning of the movie. The beginning of the movie uh-huh. is Batman, right? Yeah, Batman being being pissed at Superman because of all the destruction. That actually right? works, in my opinion. But, yes, but before that, we see Batman's origin again. Yes. All right. They spend time showing you the death of his parents, right? But they never show you who the fuck is this Batman? <laughs> yeah. All right. Because is he retired? Is he famous? People do people know about him? Like, spend time on that. They talk to like. Uh, Clark talks to Perry White about Batman, and he acts like disinterested. Like it's like, oh, Batman, it's old news. Why like, the fuck would why I to establish that that he's been retired or something? And then uh, he talks to Alfred. Bruce talks to Alfred and says, oh, I, I, uh, uh, he needs the bat." And Alfred's like, "You don't need the bat." So it's like he's coming out of retirement. And then and then Wayne Manor's burnt down. Damn. None of these things yep. that are like things that you put in there are explained. You just see him running uh, to Metropolis when there's a. The thing, and then you see a bunch of flashbacks about him and bats, and his, I, and, his and the mother Martha. You know, Pilati. Could I? Could I? Could I just add one thing? From the get go of the movie, when uh, they have the flashback to the funeral of of the Wayne family, yeah, and he's running through the woods and he falls into the cave, yes, and the bats, and he starts floating up in a cave. Yes. I turn to my brother, me and my brother, are like, what the fuck is going on? So right in the beginning, yes. the movie just starts off like horrible. Again, this is an example of he starts it with such great potential. Like Snyder really lovingly recreated panel for panel that the scene of his origin from Dark Knight Returns, down to the pearls being behind the gun, like the down to uh, uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan having the same mustache mask as Zorro, but then he instantly fucks it up by having Bruce float up in the tunnel, which, was that a dream? And if that was a dream, why the fuck is Bruce narrating his own goddamn dream? But you know what's what's something about Snyder? Why I don't like him? Because he just takes things that are already visually established and just puts them on a screen. That doesn't make a good director. Exactly. He's a a fucking thief. Yes. And he's taking (laughs) images that we've been seeing for years. Wow. He, no, you're right. He's a, he's a thief. He I, I want to say too, though, that that scene is well cut because, or at least that's probably the one of the most well done scenes in the whole movie, which says a lot about this movie. But then moving on to that, the destruction from Bruce's eyes in that encrypted or uh, I, Metropolis, I actually, I actually love thought that, that that scene worked in terms of a like nine eleven sort of feel. Yes, you get uh, his, yeah. his his his. Uh, well, you get his motivation yes. right away. I mean, it, it's it, I don't understand. I don't agree with man making man uh, Superman look like that, but. Within the context of continuity from this from Man of Steel to this movie, it makes sense that Bruce would be like, "Fuck this guy." I have a nitpick in this scene since we're kind of going in chronological Let's order of the movie. Why the fuck is Bruce Wayne's company, his employees, standing in a building looking at the destruction, waiting for Bruce Wayne to tell him, "Yeah, you can get off the clock now." Like, what the fuck? They're looking at destruction through the window uh, and boss, waiting for Bruce's call to leave. Boss, can we? Why leave? Did you just leave? I don't know. Makes doesn't, doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, movie logic. <laughs> But you want to know something about this? Like, okay, you see the uh, destruction of Metropolis. You see Bruce Wayne getting pissed off, and he wants to kill Batman, or he thinks Batman, I mean, thinks Superman is evil because he's an alien. But his motivation is irrational because Batman kills people himself. He's branding people. He causes wanton destruction all over the place. It doesn't make a good counter to Superman no. like if he's not morally on a high ground right. at all. And this is my uh, – this is how everything in this movie, I'm so conflicted because I love seeing this unhinged, brutal Batman. 
but I would love if you told me why the fuck he's unhinged. What happened? No, but you can be unhinged without killing people. Yes. You can – Batman – that's what Rugboy said is perfect because the whole reaction to Man of Steel is fuck this guy. He's killing people or he killed General Zod and he's inadvertently but, killing thousands of people. But yeah, then you, Inadvertently. Yeah. He, yeah. By accident. By he accident. wasn't going around killing people. He, yeah. he had to kill right. the bad guy to save the planet. Doesn't Batman understand that? <laughs> right. But yeah, exactly. Doesn't Batman understand no, it? And, and, every, and like the fan reaction was so strong against it. So Snyder then doubles down on it by going with Batman, who should be, for, in the most part, from what we know now, modern Batman doesn't kill. Well, you know what? Snyder's like, fuck that. I'm doubling down on superheroes killing by making Batman a straight-up killer. I mean, he's firing bullets at criminals. This is the in, de- in, this, in the bat look, in the bat. What is it? The bat copter? Yeah. Or the bat plane? No, yeah. He's he's killing people. He killed at least 16, 17, 20 people in this yeah. movie. Now, people, I love people are calling this the DC Snyder murderverse. That's exactly <laughs> what this is. This is a fucking DC murderverse. Yeah, I mean, basically. Can, can, and why? So then we're, we're we're talking about Batman's motivation, and I just want to make the point so superman's motivation is is terribly unclear because he's mad at batman for his brand of justice right he's a vigilante but last i checked especially case in point they bring him in for a senate hearing superman isn't exactly working with the government either so what does that make him that makes him a vigilante so why the fuck is he pissed off at batman what? What? Because he doesn't agree with his brand of vigilantism? I'm that's sorry, you're I a fucking vigilante too. But that's what I got too. It was like it was like a, Superman was like uh, just sort of like disgusted almost by Batman's uh, way of dealing with criminals. He was like and a snob like, about it. Yeah, it's like <laughs> he's back like, really? Trump. Like, yeah. Like you're any better, like Superman. Really, like you're any better. You're destroying like billions of dollars worth of real estate, but and you leave a giant fucking alien spaceship to rot in the Indian Ocean. This, like you're that much better. This you bad, kidding me? This Batman has no moral ground to stand on. Basically, no, and, no. Yeah. But we're saying Superman has. Well, neither of even them less. Superman. Yeah, neither Superman's of them. Superman's like neither bitter because like yeah. he's getting shit for like saving everybody from Zod, and Batman's like. Perry doesn't even care that Batman's branding people. And he's like, don't you care about this? He's like, no, but, you know, okay, it's that's, weird. Uh, yeah, well, that's my other question. Why wouldn't a fucking newspaper want to investigate a bat vigilante? How is this not a story that you're sending and you're sending fucking Clark to write football stories? Like, none of the, none of the newspapers. They didn't go into sense. any of that. They should have at least yes. touched upon that. Now, well, look, let's stay on Batman for a second. Uh, it's possibly great looking Batman, great fighting Batman, possibly the stupidest Batman I have seen on screen. He is so gullible in this whole movie. Oh, he's so dumb. He's not very good well, at being a detective. Not only he that, so but he's he's motivated to want to beat up Superman, kill him, whatever. So then getting to Lex Luthor's motivation, why do you need the villain to motivate someone that's already motivated he to already do something? Hates he already hates him. Lex Luthor needs – there's no purpose for Lex Luthor to be, nip, be manipulating Batman because Batman's going to do this on his own. Well, every 20 minutes, Lex's motivation had changed. Oh, yeah. He doesn't know if he hates Superman because he's a god or if because he's – He's a monster. Like, he's a monster or because he has a small dick. I don't know what the fuck Lex Luthor is pissed <laughs> off about. It's probably the small penis. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably the Definitely. small penis. But, Micro penis. Yeah. Uh, like he – Diana just steals that drive out from uh, Bruce's nose. He – he didn't catch that. He uh, he couldn't have Googled and figured out that the fucking white Portuguese is a fucking boat. That can't be hard to figure I, out. I will defend if Diana is supposed to be a thousand years old, then I will defend that maybe she might be just a little smarter than Batman. Maybe just a little because oh, that's a good point. she's been around for a long time. She but knows. do they have Google on Themyscira? <laughs> <laughs> she figured it out. But her, her whole purpose in the movie was a fucking photo. 
Like yes. that's all she wanted. That's yes. all I, I want this this picture. It, it oh. It's it looked stupider than it sounds. It, yeah. he, she literally is motivated to find a picture of herself. Plus, they never even <laughs> said her goddamn name. I could have used that. Hey, I'm Diana Prince. How's it going? Nothing. She doesn't introduce herself. You don't know why she's there. I you mean, don't I don't need. To, I don't need to they be. They said it on the plane. They, I don't no, need to be spoon Miss fed Prince. that. They said her last name, Miss Prince. I don't need to be spoon fed her name. I know who this is, but. But you gotta her establish. Her character you motivation. know who it is, but uh, you gotta. It's you got a character. You gotta establish their fucking first name at some point. There's thousands of people that think that she's married to actual Prince, the the, <laughs> <laughs> the artist formerly known as Diana Prince. Okay, can we get into that scene? So then, this is the, with the writing. So Lex Luthor comes up to Bruce Wayne and and uh, what's his face, uh, Clark Kent. He goes, "Oh, it's." I love bringing people together. Clark Kent and fucking Bruce Wayne. And we said in that when we saw the trailer that this might not make any sense because who the fuck is Clark Kent? Well, in this movie, this establishes that Clark Kent is still a fucking nobody beat reporter. So why is this a big deal that Lex is like Clark Kent? Yeah. Bruce Wayne. Yes. These guys think, are meeting on screen. Yeah. Awesome. I think, that, I think you're supposed to know that uh, Lex Luthor knows both of their identities. Right. But there's no from the director. <laughs> yeah fucking clue you, listen you that are, that's what it is right. if you watch it and you go oh that makes it you have to do all the you have to do here. so much work in this movie you have to supposedly know so many goddamn things it was uh, like cloverfield it was like watching cloverfield again listen, I go home let me, and do homework. I, i'm gonna just say this now i've never i don't think there's a precedent for this i've never seen a movie come out and then literally four days later then release a deleted scene and the string of articles that start Zack snyder explains what the fuck? If you have to explain all the shit the week after your movie, dude, you fucked up. Imran's like popping up. Oh, you blood fucked up. Listen, I I, <laughs> he, I think he rated this like a five out of ten. I've, off, off look, camera. I've drawn. We're gonna get into editing and the storytelling. Look, here, look, look. Here's my credentials a little bit. I've drawn comic books. I've written stories. I under. I think I have a pretty good grasp of storytelling and plot and structure. There's something called in the world of storytelling, the establishing shot. <laughs> this movie. Is has zero establishing fucking shots. Oh, shit. This fucking the the whole montage first two hours of setup jumps from one thing to another thing to another thing without telling you where you're going, what you're doing, where are we, who is this? Uh, there's a Zack Snyder. There's a thing called an establishing shot. It's very helpful for the viewer because he's not a good director. That's why you know. That's why I keep <laughs> going back to it because he keeps stealing tiny little panels. He doesn't. He doesn't know how to direct a movie. Yeah, it's clear that he just wanted to film these scenes and shove them in somewhere. Well, yeah, and then some of these things don't make any sense. Like that first scene where they try and frame Superman with the with the bullets okay, in the no, desert. Oh my god! And then, and then like Jimmy Olsen gets killed, yeah. and he's got microfilm like a a tracker in the microfilm or something in the microfilm. I don't in, I mean, a, in a camera from the seventies. Yeah, apparently. there's Why so microfilm. Yes, there's so many things wrong with just that scene. I, I mean, just that scene. Oh alone, my god! But. And you you touched upon it. The way the scenes are cut, I'm going to steal from Devin Faraci's article here. There's a specific scene, and I remember it vividly from the movie, where Perry White is like, where does Clark Kent go? Does he tap his – click his heels and go off to Kansas, Smallville, Kansas? You would think the next shot would be Clark in Smallville, <laughs> right? right? Makes that's, fucking sense. It's, it's literally the set up for you yes. with that line. Where does it go? Goes to Amy Adams somewhere else. <laughs> I know she's on a <laughs> she's on a bench in I guess Amy DC? Adam, Amy Adams investigating something that oh, makes no sense. It's but, irrelevant to this movie, right? Because everybody knows that Superman doesn't use guns. Yes. Why? And for some reason, there's special Lex bullets. Like what? That, what was the point of that? No. Why would Lex make traceable Lex bullets to uh, when he's sending these guys undercover? And then why would anybody think Superman shot people? 
Not only that. The but- lady came down to the thing. The, the African lady told them he took out the one guy and there was all other sh- – like she pretty much cleared him and nobody even noticed. Did you even notice though in that scene where they're framing Superman by, with bullets, which is – with Lex Luthor's basically his fucking name on the bullets. Batman – or Superman stops – um, the ho- the hostage thing from or the, the the hostage taker from killing Amy Adams right. by plowing him through a fucking wall, through a bunch of walls, through a bunch of walls. <laughs> the man is dead, dead, dead. On, <laughs> on contact, he's dead. Yeah. On contact. So this, so this Superman does not give a fuck about killing. Might you. have been a little bit uh, over oh, too much for that one, for that one kill. Yeah. Uh, but the amount of uh, uh, for a superhero movie, this movie had a lot of courtroom scenes. And uh, there were times where it got really dull. You want to say courtroom scenes or you want to add in dream sequences? That also, for a universe that's trying to stay grounded, they rely a lot on dream sequences that have nothing to do with anything. Dreams within dreams, I believe they inceptioned themselves. Batman had an inception. Let's talk about the nightmare scene. Well, broadly, though, I just want to say when directors lean on dream sequences to to move the story forward, I believe that, in my opinion, that is lazy. That's called writing. a cop-out a little it's bit. It's very cop-out. Yeah, that is, that is basically a cop-out to put whatever the fuck you want on screen because you think it looks cool, but it doesn't need to necessarily make sense because it's a fucking dream. And All right? I'll just explain it later. Yeah. Well, the thing is, the dreams, there's a fucking, like, uh, I think there's, like, six dreams in this movie. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's six, there's one dream within a dream. There's at least six dreams. Yeah, there's, like, Batman dreaming about his past. It's a lot of Batman dreaming. So this Bruce, obviously, I guess it's established he has nightmares about the uh, uh, cemeteries bleeding from walls. And uh, let's talk about – you want to talk about the nightmare scene? Because honestly, that scene itself taken out of the movie, it's really fucking cool. Like it looks great. You see a giant Omega symbol on the ground. You know, to, to uh, highlight dark side, you see parademons. This is all from a video game called right. Injustice. Good. That's it's, a, it's, yep. it's, a, it's a fucking video game yes. that, where DC characters fight each other. And then they made a comic book to go along with Injustice. And in Injustice, what happens is uh, the Joker kills Lois Lane. Yeah. And so Superman goes crazy and he wants to be in charge of the entire world. And he kills the Joker. And he gets Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, and Flash all on his side to like we're gonna we're gonna run this world and we're we're gonna keep it safe. And then Batman, of course, and Green Arrow oppose Superman. Aquaman comes up and with all the Atlanteans out of the ocean and challenges Superman. And um, basically, Superman's like "fuck you," and he actually has everybody go down, grab Atlantis from the bottom of the ocean, and put it in the desert. Whoa! And it makes Aquaman submit. Wow! And basically. Um, Superman and his team go to Australia to try and take it over, and a human, like, dressed in armor, tries to stand up to Superman, and Superman paralyzes him. And at that point, the Flash goes back in time to try and stop it from happening. So in the dream sequence, the Flash is like, you were right about him. Lois is the key. That's all injustice. Right. So, so why so what they, the fuck is it doing why, in this movie? Why would a exactly. game, fighting game story that has nothing to do with any of the canon that we've had for the past 7,500 years be in a movie. Because they don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing. Do you want to know the fundamental problem with this film? Using The Dark Knight Returns, again, as the source material to build a Batman on. Stop doing that, Hollywood. You don't need it. I'm over The Dark Knight Returns. I think it's overrated at this point, and it's overkill. And the problem is that Frank Miller hates Superman. So you can't use that book. Which is not why Zack Snyder hates Superman because he loves Frank Miller. Superman. Well, not only can you not – it 
fundamentally it doesn't make sense because Dark Knight Returns at its time was built up to this point where the pe- the audience was kind of fed up with like the the zany kind of Batman and it was and it was supposed to be supposed to be an end cap story. Yes. It's the end it's of the Batman. Last Batman. It's the, story. the last it's supposed to be the end. You don't take the last Batman story to launch a fucking universe. Okay, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, we've we've discussed it in the past that uh, Dark Knight Returns is a deconstructionist view of uh, Batman as superhero. You cannot start something with a deconstructed ending thing. But even with this injustice thing that they try and sandwich in there, Snyder's throwing Darkseid in with that. Like, he can't just leave anything be any... (laughs) He can't leave any material just alone, like, the way it's supposed to be. The Dark Knight, he takes that, he takes Doomsday, and he smashes them together. And, like... It doesn't work. And now he's going to take Injustice and Dark Side story and smash those together. The motherfucker doesn't know when to cut the shit. If they wanted to go dark with this, which is fine, and I get what Snyder was saying with the way our cynical, jaded world operates now, that yes, people would reject Superman. I get that. But the way to go about this is to look at a story like All-Star Superman or Superman Birthright and Kingdom Come. If you do a movie like Kingdom Come, yeah. that would sell a hell of a lot more tickets. And that Batman in that story is a hell of a lot more interesting to me than the Frank Miller Batman. You actually, this Batman in Kingdom Come has a heart. The Frank Miller Batman is just like this broken old fuck who's just like a disciplinarian that I just don't connect with. Right. That's the way you do the story. If they just keep making Superman an asshole in these movies, or the whole, not to jump ahead, but like, the whole fight scene with him and Batman, he keeps walking forward. He starts talking to him and, and before he can get a word and Batman shoots, you know, he's, he shoots to the machine guns and then Superman, like a dickhead pushes him. It's like, no, <laughs> fucking talk to the guy. Because in, in the dark Knight returns, Superman has to fight Batman. The president sends Superman to Batman's causing all kinds of problems. And he's the one that's like, you know, a fugitive. So Superman sent in to stop him from doing whatever he, the terrorism that he's committing so in this movie, the motivation is completely wrong. So Superman should not be charging towards Batman. No. So no, it's, it's wrong. I got, I, got, I got to point out a scene, a bad part of the movie, because we jumped over to that. And then we'll get back to the nightmare sequence, too, because there's a couple of things I want to point out. But you'd mentioned that he keeps walking forward, right? So we know that in this, at that scene, Superman realizes that Batman's kind of being manipulated and that Batman's not a bad guy, right? So, but then he keeps walking forward and getting in Batman's... <laughs> harming him or whatever so then superman knows that batman is a human being right and he wants to reason with him and stop lex Luthor. so then why does he take batman and throw him through a fucking building he throws him through a fucking building this he knows he's dealing with a man luckily batman's wearing this armor which we never established why he has this armor he but, just shows up in the armor but he like that kills a man that kills a person when you throw someone through a building right so this superman is unhinged in his attempt to try to reason with Batman. Why are you putting people through this? <laughs> but quick, just real quick, we, we skipped ahead, but that nightmare sequence, yes. I think there's a little bit more to be discussed in that. First off, like we had talked about, it's a dream within a dream. Yeah. Superman, Superman is basically dark seed. He's got parademons with him. So then we, we wake up from this dream to Batman sitting at his computer or his night desk, or whatever the fuck it is. And if you don't know that this is the Flash... A lot of people didn't know who that was. It's some asshole in red, like, yeah. mechanical costume yeah. warning him. Yeah. Now, that is the most shitty way to ever introduce the Flash. Number one, you don't know who the Flash is. Second, he looks like a fucking homeless person. Hey, he's such a scrub. Ezra Why Miller is looks like shit. You think you could shave and cut your hair, dude? You're <laughs> a fucking scrub-looking Flash. So... Why is it established that he would have dreams within dreams? And how is he dreaming about the Flash? And if this is a time travel dream, <laughs> is he traveling through the 
Dreams it flashes yeah, time. Yeah, does Flash to, travel through dreams? And why does processing no. data make him have a, these nightmares? I don't understand. Right. He's just sitting at his fucking computer. <laughs> the Flash, then in the comics and in the cartoons, they establish that the Flash can actually travel through dimensions with his super speed. And the scene that they're, I know the nightmare sequence or uh, the dream sequence with the Flash, that happened in Crisis on Infinite Earths when the right. Flash right. came to Batman. But was it, it in a sense. dream? No, he just came, he just <laughs> yeah. popped. Like yeah, Batman he actually like, come, yeah, like taking his shit or something, and Flash just popped in his bathroom. It's like, oh man, what are you doing in here? It was kind of like one of those scenes. Yeah, but they don't. Just, but but for the casual viewer, you can't tell that's the Flash, and no one has any fucking idea that he can do that. So like, Zack Snyder's like the payoff is in like 2020 when Justice League Two comes out or whatever. It's like no, the whole you don't mo- set it up like that. The whole movie is here's something cool. Uh, we'll talk about that later. Here's yeah. another thing cool. Uh, we'll talk about that later. Here's give me another five, cool. Give me five years and turn a million dollars. Yeah, yeah this will pay off eventually when I think about what where it fits in. Yeah, but exactly. does it leave you – I mean it doesn't leave – at least for me, it doesn't leave you excited. It leaves you confused and mad. But, yeah, look, because I understand you got to set this thing up. But the way you did it, it was so heavy-handed, so forced, so choppy that it's it's ruined any kind of structure – for a story to go through this movie. Like, there's no continuing through line. What's the end game, though? Uh, Do they want this to be the future of the movie that they go in... Okay, they've just killed Superman in this movie. Uh, uh, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna raise him from the dead and make him a fucking totalitarian ruler and and ha- like have a fascist regime. You know, it doesn't no, make any I, sense. So, are they doing injustice for Justice League? Like, this is this is so, and for them to kill Superman is the stupidest fucking thing. I know we're oh, jumping God. all the way to the end. Uh, I know we're going we're getting crazy. We're getting a we're little getting, crazy. I just I actually I just read on the I read on the internet today that Justice League Part One. It's not going to have dark side in it. It's they're going to fight Aquaman and the uh, Atlantis. They're going to fight the Atlanteans. That's oh, going to wow. be the story. Oh, so they're going to yeah. do like Justice League War yeah. and the new. Fi- He's yeah. shoving, smushing everything together. It's too much. It's like an oversized Chipotle burrito, and at the end you feel like garbage. You're like, I just ate this giant burrito, <laughs> and now I want to take a nap because I just made the biggest mistake in my life because I put every single topping in this burrito. It's too much. <laughs> I got, I, wait, let's get into uh, before we get to like that the end fight scene and all that stuff because there's a lot to discuss there. I want to bring up uh, Amy Adams's character, Lois Lane. Oh boy, who she did fine with what she's trying. She's trying to act with the script that's given to her, but her character is nothing more than damsel in distress at best that shows and, up at the most convenient and, and points. Literally her character is just doing things. There's yeah. no sense or rhyme or reason to why she's appearing in this scene, why she's appearing then, why the fuck is she the one to throw the fucking kryptonite spear in the water only to have to go into the water to get the <laughs> kryptonite spear, which is only a me- mechanism for her to be a damsel in distress that needs to be saved by Superman. How, and then, how and, does she know that she needs that kryptonite spear that to kill Dark's or uh, Doomsday? Nobody anyways? knows this. No, but even even before that, Tony, the scene where ba- Batman's about to stab Superman, and Superman's like, "Don't let him kill Martha." And then he's like, "Who's Martha?" Right? And then Lois has to come in and save the Man of Steel. And I'm like, Superman, you should have started off with that fucking conversation. <laughs> you could have avoided the whole fucking fight, you dumbass. Listen, the whole V in the movie could have been avoided had he just <laughs> said, uh, dude, they got my mom. I need some help. It would have taken 10 seconds. Well, I, I could defend this. Okay. Uh, the, the yelling Martha. He yells Martha, but he should have yelled Martha Kent. Yes. Right. All right. But, of course, they do things to drive the plot along. So he yells – because if you're Superman and you don't want to give away your identity, you're not going to say my mom. You're going to say, save Martha Kent. 
I, I'm trying to. They got Martha Kent and they got her captured. You know, I, you're not going to say. But no, why I agree. trust Martha? Because here, they, need, they need they need that plot device. That's why. But here's my. I was thinking about this at the gym today. So Batman has like this like this traumatic PTSD moment when he hears Martha. So like, does every time he watches TV and Martha Stewart comes on, he starts fucking crying? <laughs> Every time, Every time Martha gets mentioned, he like angrily like, changes the channel. Yeah, Alfred, give me the fucking remote. <laughs> oh, in the comics, See, it's you, never been really a thing either that, I mean, it's just coincidence that they both have so names, stupid, a girl, a, a, a mom named Martha. It's never really been played up as like, this is their common thread. So for the, the movie to end a fight just because our siblings or our, our kin have the same name is really really dumb listen i see i see what they could have had a moment they you know you have to really read into it it's the moment where bruce realizes that he has a mom and humanizes superman in that moment but it still doesn't make sense why you're completely on his side you forget about everything else that's happening yeah he's got a mom but he's still a fucking alien it doesn't change anything yeah it it doesn't at all the the history of these characters in, in our comic mythology is what binds these Batman and Superman together is that, yeah, they don't get along. They have different methods of achieving the same fucking goal at the end. And, and it's both of their unwillingness to take a life at the end of the day to solve the problem. That's what, that's what keeps them together. That's what, you know, it's the oil and vinegar sort of uh, situation. And now, like, you have a Batman that kills and a Superman that kills. Of course they're going to be fucking assholes with each other. <laughs> Everyone's a dick There's no voice for these characters. <laughs> Dickhead like, the movie. Yeah. There's no voice for these characters. Like, Lois Lane was wasted because she could have been Superman's voice. It had been, like, 18 months and all this shit happened. She's a reporter. She, she could have, like, she probably did interview him. She probably did glorify him. But we don't get to see any of that. All yep. we see is a statue. Yep. Yep. And then it doesn't the make bathroom, any sense. The bathroom scene, even, they, what this movie does is they, they throw you an interesting story, like, an interesting bit. And all of a sudden they forget about it. Like the beginning when she's in the bathtub and Clark comes in yeah. and she's like, we can't be, basically she says we can't be together. Superman sort of gets mopey, jumps in the bathtub. And then you never hear of that plot thread again. It's over. Yeah. Yeah. There's it's, no, like, like we hit that mark. Let's move yeah, on. Yeah. It's just a series of scenes. Go ahead. Goodfellas was, a, Goodfellas was a series of scenes and the movie was amazing. After these messages, we'll be right Hey, Imran. Hey, Rugboy. Wouldn't it be great, since we're putting out all this content, that our listeners could support us? Maybe we had some kind of, like, website or a way for them to do that? Rugs, that's a great idea. Give me one second. I'll be right back. Jock and Nerd. Okay, it's all set up, listener. Just visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Wowie zowie! Patreon is our virtual tip jar where you can donate any amount of money, either per month or a nice large sum all at once and on that patreon you get bonus content as imran mentioned but if we hit certain plateaus every month we improve our production quality we get better equipment we get on more platforms it only helps us so please get on to patreon.com slash jock and nerd or jock and slash patreon and support the show Jock-tastic. i hear chains jingling in your pocket <laughs> don't fucking fuck me over guys do it in a world where so many podcasts offer TV and movie news, along comes another one filled to the brim with podcasty goodness that is only slightly better at best. Admit it, you're always looking for a new brand of meaningless movie nonsense in your podcast diet. Look for the 365 Flicks podcast on Twitter, iTunes, Stitcher, and all good third party podcast apps. You can also swing by the Facebook page. 
Come join in on the adventures of Kev, a pissy ex-video store clerk. And Chris, a Scottish Whedon Hall. We're your vocal heroes of pissy opinion. We bring you all the latest TV and movie news, reviews and general geeky rants. As well as a bunch of top fives that you really won't care about. So whether you're Team Iron Man or Team Cap, you're Team Batman or Team Superman, drop on by the 365 Flicks Podcast, where the Chris vs. Kev Civil War never stops. This is the podcast you're looking for. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. <laughs> let's, let's get to... Um, before we get to the final fight, because we should get to that later with Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, because that's the first time we see them on screen. But let's get to that Senate hearing. Um, oh, boy. Yeah. Which oh, is uh, the framing, the, the, the stuff that pushes Batman over the edge. Yes. And I just, I'll be the first to mention it. A jar of piss okay, is so, the big plot point in yes, this scene. Yes. That was another pointless thing because the, the set, there's no reason to kill the senator. No. There's no reason to bomb this person. They You're not going Mercy hurt Graves also. They're like the whole entire thing is pointless. The only reason for that courtroom scene should have been for Superman to make a speech. Yes, should yes. have been yeah. for Superman to say something in his in his defense that will make you sympathetic yes. towards him. And they fucking and like, Zack Snyder just didn't leave it in there. Everything. I'll yes. tell you the real big problem. One hundred percent. This scene totally failed on me because I I guess I zoned out because the movie was getting really dull because it was one fucking congressional courtroom scene after another. I missed the whole line that Lex tells her about piss, right? So when it gets to the point where she's looking at this jar, it says Granny's peach tea. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And she's turning it. And I'm like, what is that? Why are you showing me this? And then the, so then the explosion got me. I didn't see that coming. The whole fucking explosion goes off. And then what? You know why it got you? Because it was unnecessary. Oh, completely (laughs) unnecessary. Can I, can I say this? My favorite part of this scene? Yes. All right. Zack Snyder beats a dead horse with a fucking like twenty foot pole, okay. There, when Superman's landing, there's a shot of the crowd, all right, and everybody's holding a sign. There's a guy in the crowd with the word "No Aliens" written on his head, or just "No" written on his head, and he's just saying in slow motion, "No, <laughs> no, no, no," and I'm like, he's just staring oh, at shit. Superman, yelling. I'm like, we get it, okay? You don't like him. Like, what the fuck is this? Plus, like, <laughs> so after the, at, right, at the, the thing blows up, everyone's dead. Now, what is a common sense reaction face Superman should have standing in the middle of this carnage? Whatever it is, it's not what they made Henry Cavill do because he's, he's like, standing there like he's bored and he's sad and like his puppy just died. He's like, brooding. He's, he's brooding. brooding. Like, what the fuck, dude? And you couldn't scan. You didn't pick up. There's a fucking bomb right there. That you is didn't the check scene, anything. That is the scene that exemplified to me that Zack Snyder absolutely hates Superman because as Rugboy pointed out, um, this is the scene. The whole movie is this like debate that they keep having, like Dark Knight Return style. It's up there using Superman, where it's like Talking Head saying, "Is he good? Is he bad?" First off, I don't personally agree that Man of Steel should ever be viewed in like a good or bad. You should always think of him as he's always going to do the right thing. It should never be a debate. But I can see that Zack Snyder wants Zack Snyder wants to uh, portray this movie through a real world lens. But that is the scene where, as Rugway mentioned. Superman, it's queued up for him to finally defend himself, himself, redeem himself, have a public voice and say what he wants to say and say his motivations and spell it out for not only the movie 
the, the people in the movie, but the audience that is watching the movie, and they take that away from him. So that is the point where I realize that Snyder absolutely just does not like Superman. He never liked Superman. He was making – he made Man of Steel like Batman's, Batman Begins because he's always preferred Batman, and this is the scene that proves it. I mean he's yeah. given this generation – a shitty, mopey Superman. And I feel really bad for this generation that this is their Superman because the iconic, hopeful hero that we've had for 80 years is he's pretty much killed that Superman. Superman is the light in the darkness. You can, like I said earlier, I understand the world Snyder's is a post 9-11 world. We're all paranoid. We're all cynical and jaded. I get it all. 24-hour news. Everyone has an opinion. Superman is the one guy that comes in and says, you know what? I'm going to be the best version of myself I can be. And I'm going to lead people. I'm going to, oh no, I'm going to inspire people. And he, he doesn't, Snyder just doesn't give us the chance to see that Superman. Do you think he's given us the Superman we deserve, though? Did we create this by being well, this shitty society? Well, I, he's breaking. The thing is, he's the, the, the strongest thing about Superman is not his strength. It's his morals. Yep. That's his strongest yep. point. And you're giving us a Superman who's conflicted about his morals. Right there, you lost the battle. Yeah, that's even, it. It's that job's dream over. sequence says it all. It's it. Pa Kent telling Clark that I tried to save the farm once and I fucked up and fucked up someone else's farm and drowned a bunch of horses and I still hear them screaming in my nightmares. Jesus Christ! What was the point of that scene? Why? Yes. Why do we have to see Pa Kent giving a more shitty fucking like fatherly advice? He just advice? doubles down on making you as parents making Clark scared to be Superman. But that, not only that. So not only that. But the whole the Flash. Uh, the flash scene where he's like, Lois is the key. Okay, so you're saying that uh, if Superman loses Lois, he's going to become a minion of Darkseid? In Kingdom Come, Lois got, was killed by the Joker. He, didn't, he just flew away. He said, you know what? You people are on your own. You want bloodthirsty uh, heroes. I'm out of here. See ya. That's all. I mean, now, so again, what, he's going to be a tyrant? Well, again, you have to infer so much. You have to infer that Lois is Clark's only tie to humanity, which is fucking ridiculous, first of all. And second of all, why are they even in love? We have no evidence of their relationship <laughs> at all. Like just it's that been brief bathroom scene. Who they like? I don't like when they kissed in the first movie. I was like, hey, who gives a fuck? I don't even know about these two. Like you haven't shown us anything. It's puppy love, is what it is. God Super- damn it. Superman should be the like the human ideal. He should. He's the best of us. Yes, Rocky he, Balboa is more Superman well, than he, Superman. He, in this he, he's an immigrant that is the best of us. He comes from another country another world in this case, and shows up and is raised by a wholesome family that makes him the best. There's no, there's no need for any tragedy in his life. Right. It's, not a, it's not a character motivation for him at all. And no. this movie completely shits all over. So, and they, yeah. they, Superman's a metaphor for America. You take uh, somebody from another place and you raise them right and you give them the right ideals and they become great like Americans do. Right. His parents sucked. His parents. But Kevin Costner and Diane Lane in this movie, she's a big wet towel. She's like, you don't know the world anything. Give me another beer. Like, she's just like, editor's like, note. Fuck her. Editor's note. See Steve Rogers, Captain America in the MCU. I think those scenes work if you if you ever give the guy a voice. But if he's always kind of brooding and sad and and not like his parents are telling him that he doesn't owe the world shit. Like then you're going to get the, inf- in, then you're going to infer that this Superman is motivated. His, his motivations are shitty because he's got the whole world telling him he sucks all the time. There's no voice for Superman. There's no yeah. voice for that, That's no. it. Yeah. It needs, it, that needed to be there and it's not there. Two movies and no voice for Superman. Should we get into the iconic battle at but the end? But there's still so many things though. No, I know we can keep going, but 
Like, for We're example... We're going for prog- in progression. Of okay, so, okay, for example, it's been 18 months since yeah. the last movie. Why the fuck would you leave everything where it is? Why didn't he clean up the world engine machine? Why did he leave that fucking scout ship still in the middle there? Did you get that from the 10 questions Devin Faraci brought up? Yeah. 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 Good question. <laughs> I, but I wondered that myself. Right. I'm like, why is this shit not locked up? Why are, like, little kids yeah. swimming around it? Yeah. I guess when I, like, when I saw the like movie... Swimming, you know, Next to I saw, technology. When I saw that scene of Superman pulling the, the tanker, like the giant ship onto shore, yeah. and then they show the giant world engine, like just decrepit, I'm like, yeah. all right, well, you could clearly pull a ship into shore where you can't move that and you can't help Dude, people this, out. Soups, this is directly your fault that this shit is on the planet right now. How about I know you do something about it? I know you're busy, guy, but please, can you pull this giant fucking alien besides, monstrosity out of the water? Besides the fact that you're the only one who could clean this fucking thing up. <laughs> you should have taken that shit right to the moon. Yeah, just yeah. throw yeah. it out. Okay, so I have issues with this statue in the memoriam because – why is there a, a, a huge statue of Superman and right behind are blocks of people's names that died because of Superman? Plus, the statue looks like it's giving everyone the middle finger. Did you notice that? It looks yes, like he's I bending did. down and he's flicking off humans because Superman's a dick. Uh, but going back to the scout ship for a second, how is it that Lex could show up and the fucking ship is like, okay, you're the boss. Do whatever you want. Here's all yeah. our history. You're clear. Here's everything. <laughs> Here's use, everything. Whatever you want to do. And know. you use fake fingerprint, fucking shitty fingerprint uh, copies to get in? This is the now, security? This is another thing. They had the mother box in there and they never explained it. They have it in two scenes. The, the mother, mother box. box was in the ship? Uh, yeah. There's a mother box in the ship that they use to make Doomsday. And then there's a mother mother box in the scene with Cyborg in the uh, in the flashback. I saw that mother box, yes. And that's no, that's not a flashback. That was them watching the no, video. That's them watching the. Is um, Diana watching the video? Let's get into the video. Oh Jesus! All right, so this is the this is the tease that, as Imran, you'd said off camera, should probably be a post credit scene. This at best. would have been a great post credit scene, but it's in the movie, and it's probably the most shitty way to reveal the upcoming DC universe. So. It, first off, it doesn't flow as we've talked about the way the scene's cut. This is like right before a huge battle is about to happen, and this like totally takes you out of yeah. this whole battle. And it, it's the scene with Cyborg, Aquaman, Flash. My nitpick on that, and I'm sure you guys have other stuff, is why did Lex Luthor take the time to create these guys their logos? <laughs> not, not only that, he has the time to come up with names and make awesome design fucking logos that are consistent in tone. Uh, That's his assistant, Mercy. <laughs> before she yeah. died, she... Okay, so but let's talk about, again, how wouldn't this have been a great post credit scene? The credits end, and then you see Diana finally get, oh, put the drive in, and she plays these things. My favorite part of this scene is while she's clicking through her emails and reading, like, what Bruce Wayne's like, where, are, where have you been? Where are you? Who are you? How does he know her email? I'm the music is like, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> like, like the Wonder Woman crazy theme, like the battle theme. How the no, fuck did he get her email? I, I have to disagree with you. I don't think this is a cool post credit no. scene because the best times of superheroes in these movies are when the audience or, like, the fans give the, the superhero their name. They, yes. they, they, they earn their name because the fans appreciate them so much. Yep. They're like, oh, my God, it's a Superman. Oh, my God, the devil of Hell's Kitchen. You know, it's always the, the fan because it, it works every time. This totally ruins that, ruins that, ruins that, sorry, because the villain of the fucking movie <laughs> gives the superheroes their names. Plus, it looked like Aquaman was holding his breath the whole time. He looked very uncomfortable. They're going to have to fix that for Aquaman. Oh, my God. I mean, I loved 
I love that they were they were trying this, but it was just so. It's, it's literally Snyder mishandled. Snyder looking at films and being like, "Okay, this gotta, works. Yeah. This works. This works. I want to differentiate myself from Marvel, so I'm going to do the complete opposite and hope it works." And cram every single thing None into one movie works. as possible. Right? It didn't work. None of it works. Uh, do you know what? You know what? You know what's funny? Uh, Obviously, I'm a guy that loves Godzilla movies. I can accept a guy in a giant rubber, like a, a rubber costume, <laughs> stepping like, you know, I get it. I, I I have a suspension of disbelief, and I let it go. I really like forcefully let it go for like the first half of this movie. The scene where uh, Lex says to Superman, "I want the head of the bat," and then Superman flies down to talk to Lois, and he's like, "I have to convince Batman to help me." And the scene where he says, um, "Some you don't stay good forever." I said, that is not Superman. I'm done with this fucking movie. <laughs> they completely missed the fucking character. He would never, ever say that. Christopher Reeve would never say that. You know? <laughs> oh I'm God. sorry. Dean, Dean Kane wouldn't say that. I mean, it was just ridiculous. The, and only, I was like, okay. the only positive thing I could say about Jesse Eisenberg, uh, despite talk the about fact his performance? that he was playing the Joker as Lex Luthor. Is, now, do you think that was his decision? That He did this Max Landis thing that just ended up being the Joker. This is fucking how stupid whoever made this movie is. They make Lex Luthor <laughs> or Jesse Eisenberg play Lex Luthor as Max Landis, right? As kind of a fuck you to Max Landis because Max Landis came out with a reaction film, The Man of Steel, that kind of shit on it. So it's a big fuck you. Ha ha ha. We're going to make Max Landis the villain in this film. Except ironically, Max Landis is probably one of 10 writers in the entire world that understands Superman's character better than anybody else. Absolutely. The credit I got to give to Eisenberg is it was the only time that I got to chuckle, that I got to laugh out of almost out of like embarrassment and silliness, but he made me laugh. And then the other, seriously, the other laugh in in the, my viewing audience, the other, the line that got the biggest fucking laugh was Martha Kent. Oh, shit. When Martha Kent goes, oh, yeah, that's what I figured, the cape. That got the biggest laugh out of the whole movie. And I was like, wow, this is, that's your problem right there. Fucking Martha Kent is getting the biggest laugh. I thought Alfred had the best line where was Batman was like, Alfred, what's going on? And he goes, uh, how best to sum it up? I thought that I fucking <laughs> lost it because that was like a Marvel moment. That was like a, a Joss Whedon. It was like Jarvis. Right it was like Jarvis. Jarvis. Yeah, yeah Jarvis. Yeah. Or Hawkeye where yeah. Hawkeye and Ultron is saying like, I'm – I have a bow and arrow Busy. and we're yeah. fighting robots. I mean, that was, that, that was it. That's the only thing I really liked. <laughs> the whole movie. <laughs> well, I laughed when the, when the Martha thing came on because I just it immediately thought of uh, Step Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We've become best friends. <laughs> oh, wait, did, we, did we just oh become God. best friends? <laughs> how, did, how did we forget about that? Oh, my God. Did, that, did you guys see that, that meme I put on Facebook where Batman and Superman are high-fiving and they say, we're, your, your mother's name is Martha. We're besties now. Instant besties. <laughs> Instant like, besties. Okay. Now, this is – give me a second to, to – Go ahead. I'm going to go yes. with the Lex Luthor since we're talking about yep. Lex Luthor. The way he acted was terrible. There's, you could easily do Lex Luthor. Just look at Michael Rosenbaum from Smallville you could, or, or even Kevin Spacey. Yeah. He was actually pretty good. But yeah. it's just Tony Stark. That's all it is. It's yeah. just Tony Stark without like the charm. It's like if it's a charmless Tony Stark. That's all it is. He tries. He, I don't think he tries to be funny. He's a little bit too arrogant. Yeah. To try that. But oh, so there you go. Just go from there. The whole plan that Lex has makes no sense. No. All right. So if you don't know what's going to happen in this movie, he makes Doomsday. Yep. He gets Zod's body, and he breaks into the thing using his fingerprints and. <laughs> He and he goes in and he starts puts his blood in there and says make an abomination and the machine's like 
we can't because uh, Krypton is a law. You can't make abomination. Well, there's no more Krypton. And the computer's just like, okay. Right. <laughs> the AI is just and, like, you're the boss. Say, okay, now what's the plan here? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you kill Super- Doomsday kills Superman. And well, who the fuck kills Doomsday? Uh, if you know, Who's th- going to stop him? Nobody can stop doing so. He just basically wants to destroy the universe. Yeah, he wants to destroy. Doesn't Doomsday actually go for Lex initially? (laughs) Immediately, and and Superman has to stop him. What? Just let him kill fucking Lex. What are you doing? Well, there was there was a rumor that this movie was obviously longer and it had ties to maybe Lex Luthor getting influenced by Brainiac. So if that's the case, then that makes kind of some sense because Brainiac probably would want destruction. But since that where in this movie since that is omitted. Lex Luthor's motivation is tire- entirely falls apart once Doomsday walks out on screen. Did you guys watch no that deleted sense. scene? No. Yes, I, I did. did. Okay, so this deleted scene shows you a little bit more in the scout ship, right? Or is it a it's a dream? It's of a his? weird sequence where Lex Luthor is basically talking to some sort of like Omega, like gold statue sort of thing. It's supposed to be Darkseid's father, we maybe, or something. We don't know that, but he's or- like, and he's like in a pool of blood and there's mother boxes rolling there's around mother boxes everywhere and, and it's it's super trippy to be and this is supposed you. to be how we know that he knows that something's coming but i argue that even with this scene it doesn't fucking explain anything but his end game is completely pointless right because he wanted to kill superman because he was a, a powerful god so that he creates a unstoppable powerful well, he's beast. first manipulating batman that doesn't need to be manipulated right <laughs> Into wanting to kill Superman, and, and then, then, but then he tells Superman, "I want Batman's head." So he wants both of them dead. But then, if that doesn't work, then he's going to bring down Doomsday, who rugs. But, rugs and then, in said. between, he blows up uh, the wheelchair dude for no reason. That that didn't do anything because everybody knows that that wasn't uh, a, a set. Uh, Superman didn't do that. Like uh, it doesn't. I don't. I don't know. And not only that, but they didn't even need Superman to kill Doomsday. Yeah. No. Wonder Woman and Batman could have handled it. All he, all they had to do was hand Wonder Woman the spear, and there you go. It doesn't make sense for Superman to use a weapon that weakens him to kill an even stronger being. Well, it's supposed to be his moment of sacrifice where but, Superman is finally. But redeemed. it doesn't work because it. Look, this is again. He pulled this right from the comic books. Doomsday, written by Dan Jurgens. If you don't know, Doomsday is an unstoppable brute that kills Superman, but. He kills Superman after every hero has attempted to take Doomsday down. They're all down. There's nothing left. Superman is the last surviving uh, hero, and it has meaning. This death has no meaning. First of all, I am shocked that he did this. Like, because it's so it's so cliche that I thought it wasn't gonna happen. And it does it's not enough time. And there wasn't yeah. enough time to set it up, and then he does it. I was like, oh, you fucking asshole. It had no weight. Do you did you know see Star Trek into Darkness? The yeah. The, second, the second one? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Do you remember how, like, I was, first of all, I was screaming in the theater. I was so mad at that movie. And at the end, like, Kirk dies. And I'm watching and I'm like, this is the second movie with these new actors. Like, I had no feeling towards Kirk dying. And that's how I felt at the end of this. I was like, Superman's dead? Really? Like, Well, not, the- only, not only that, but you the, and spent the entire film shitting on Superman. <laughs> and then when he has a chance to have a, be a voice, you take that away from him. So you're building up to something for a character that no one likes. Oh, you know, no, no, no one oh, gives a shit. A friend of mine works uh, in uh, – he's a, a therapist. Like he works in like therapeutical services and I was telling him about this and he said it's a reflection of our society that heroes today have to become victims. Basically, Superman couldn't become a hero until he was a victim. Yeah, you and martyr said, him and also people forgive everything. Yeah, and I said that's the stupidest thing. If that's the way they're going, then that's the stupidest thing they ever could have done. Yeah, okay, in I'm, death, everybody's awesome. 
Yeah. But then uh, that's why I keep thinking we deserve this fucking bullshit. No, we don't. We don't fucking deserve. Why do we? Why no. do we deserve this? Because you can do, <laughs> you can do the Not same. Us personally, thing. I'm you, you can make a serious Superman movie <laughs> where he's cool <clears throat> without doing all this. Yeah. yeah. The Winter Soldier. Look at the Winter Soldier. It was I, amazing. It had everything in it. I got a scene that typifies just how bad both characters are portrayed, Superman and Batman. So there's a scene where Batman is chasing these thugs to get the kryptonite, right? Superman doesn't agree with Batman's version of justice. So he stops Batman from chasing criminals. All right, you're like, all right, Superman's kind of an asshole. You just stopped a hero from stopping criminals, right? But then if you think about it further, he's stopping Batman from obtaining kryptonite, which he intends to use to kill Superman. <laughs> so which guy is the bigger asshole here? Is it the guy that wants to kill Superman, or is it the Superman the bigger asshole because he's stopping Batman from getting criminals because he doesn't agree with his brand of it's justice? Like oh, my God. Why wouldn't the government want to secure that kryptonite right away and just be like, uh, what kryptonite? Because Lex Luthor, for we don't know, has omnipotent money and power. We, but we don't know what he does because there's no establishing shot of what he's in business for, what his motivation there's is. That two words again. Where he acquires all shots. his money. Like there's nothing. We don't know Lex Luthor. <laughs> he must have dirty photos. He on just all looks. These he, he just looks like a uh, Silicon Valley uh, tech head guy. But that's all that's kind of inferred look, by his look. We know they play basketball at LexCorp on their downtime. We know that much. You know, he stares at that painting way too much. He likes that painting. <laughs> he wants to turn it upside down, which Did, he does at the end. I have a question for you guys. Did you guys? Enjoy Wonder Woman's appearance in the final fight. Yes. Well, I think that she looked great, and there's this now. There's a meme of her when she gets knocked down and she smiles and she gets up. That's kind of like looks like she went, wants you to stick your dick in her. <laughs> <laughs> I miss that's very pornographic. I missed the you smile. Look at that, I just that one. <laughs> it's very dirty, but like, um, but uh. She was great, but like you know, everything that happened that she did was CG. Like she right. was a whole CG yeah. character, and I would like to see her do things. Right. Everything was way too like okay. Let's cut to the CG character doing yeah. shit. I'll I'll give it credit in that when she pops in, the music changes and it's kind of this like tribal sort of sort of feel, yeah. which was good. Yeah. And then the scene that Rugboy mentioned in that moment where she gets knocked down and like kind of smiles, Riley. It's like. Oh, you motherfucker, it's on now. You get more character development on that scene alone yep. from her than you do the entire movie from the other entire 10 minutes that Gal Gadot is in it the rest of the film because yeah. it, it shows that she's been she, in battle before and she kind of likes this shit. Like, yeah, it's fun. She missed it. yeah. She's hardened. And, I mean, it was impressive the way she was able to go toe-to-toe with Doomsday and, and it, how they showed it. Uh, and you got to see the lasso a little bit, but they didn't explain that shit either. But, but then, like, Superman dies, right? Like, he dies at the end of that. And Batman and Wonder Woman are all upset. And I'm like, Batman, you just tried to kill the guy like 45 <laughs> minutes ago. Yeah, Wonder why? Woman, you just, you just showed up. And Lois is the only one that really should be crying. And then Batman at the end wants to make a Justice League in Superman's honor. I'm like, what? You fuck? I was like, what? You just hated the guy yesterday. Get out of here. Well, with that also, shit. that scene, someone had to point this out to me, but Wonder Woman and Superman never, ever in this movie even talk to one another. There's they no, do, they no. don't say yeah. any lines of dialogue yeah. to one another at all. So. For Wonder Woman to be like all sad that this guy died, yeah, you fought in battle with him, but you don't know this. You asshole. never even said one word to him. Right. Oh. It's it's flimsy at best. Wow. All right, dudes. If you give me like just <laughs> one more one more uh, moment of time to just Go. get into like one more thing that I thought was poorly written. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So Superman and Batman are fighting. He's about to kill him, 
And then Superman says, Martha! And they become instant besties. And then, you know, Bruce Wayne goes, Martha's not going to die tonight. So he goes and rescues Martha. Number one, how the fuck does he know to go back to Metropolis and find Martha? How does he know where she is? Even Superman doesn't know where she is at, at, at that point. Oh, how did he All know right? where he was? she was? Number one. Number two. Okay, B- Batman's in Metropolis. Superman's in Metropolis. Okay? Doomsday is born. He busts out of that big thing that's in the middle of, uh, of the city. Okay, so, all right, so Batman decides, I'm going to go get that spear, okay? And I'm going to make Doomsday follow me <laughs> to, to Gotham, yes. where shit's going to get fucking destroyed, just like in the beginning of the movie that he hates Superman <laughs> Back for. to a populated area. Okay, yes. but then they have somebody on the phone conveniently. That place is empty. Like, <laughs> how the fuck does this guy know this place? <laughs> Did he check it? All right, so then Doomsday goes over there. All right, so now how the fuck does Wonder Woman know that they're in Gotham? How the fuck does she know? I don't know. She appears there, and as soon as Wonder Woman appears, Batman's like, fuck it, I'm not getting the spear. He completely abandons finding the spear and lets Lois Lane get it. Wait, but before that, why would Bats leave the fucking spear behind? This is not just like a, you know, a can of soda. This is a very important thing. And then how did Lois know that she needed to get the spear? Did she hear this conversation? How does she know that he's fucking Kryptonian doomsday? She doesn't know. She doesn't know. She just, doesn't know, and she, she she's, needs, she's the asshole who threw the spear in the In the, the first place, just so he can go save her. And they tried to do, like, a Superman, was it in 2, where he, he has that chain of kryptonite around him, and he's in the pool, and yeah. and he, she pulls yeah, it. They tried to do something like that, and that failed, too. Ugh. All right, gang, this is what we're going to do. Let, Let's, me, wait, let me just sum up. Yeah, we'll do uh, sum up our final thoughts on the okay. movie, and then we're going to talk about the industry side of this a little bit. Okay. Uh, and listener, I just want to interject. Clearly, this is a passionate conversation. You're probably yelling at your smartphone or at your headphones. <laughs> Feel free to drop us a note at Jock and Nerdcast on Twitter, show at jockandnerd.com, email. Let us know what you think. Anthony, go. I mean, I, I, you guys can add on if you want, but I think in, in some – the reason why this movie fails is for three reasons, two of which are, to me, inarguable, and the third is more my opinion. First reason is character motivations, as we've explained, are shitty. It's because we don't know why people are doing what yes. they're doing. That needs to always be explained in a movie or else it fails on that point. Second is editing. The movie's choppily cut at best. Scenes don't flow. We don't know. There's no establishing shots, as we all mentioned. And the third reason is kind of my bias, but I don't think Snyder and company understand these characters at all i don't think they like these characters personally i don't think they like superman i don't really know if they like the best version of batman i don't know if they really understand what lois who lois lane even is the biggest example of this is they kill jimmy olsen because Zack snyder is quoted as saying he thinks it's funny dude all so the fu- these he, are the three reasons why i think this movie fails he thinks killing important side characters is fun uh, and he said the same thing about like the Robin thing. He's like, ah, it would be fun to play with this backstory, which you don't. He has to explain. He explains that it, he's like, oh, I figured Robin was dead for ten years and it was a young Joker. Uh, there's nowhere in this movie that you're telling us this. That shot, I, I honestly, when I saw the shot of the Robin suit in the trailer, I was like, man, I would love. I can't wait to see what's around this. What is there any kind of supporting uh, content? There's nothing. That's it. It's just him looking at the fucking thing. They don't explain anything. Nothing is explained in here. Nothing. Uh, this Everything is, that is explained doesn't make any sense. No. Those are the two things you got to remember. It right. fails as a Superman movie. It fails as a Batman movie. It fails as a setup for any I, fucking I'm thing. I'm going to go one step further. It doesn't. Not only fails as a comic book movie. It fails as a movie. 
Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's not a movie. That is the major problem. And again, I, 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 I go back to those three parties: the writer, the director, producer. What's your That's final what thought, Bilotti? <laughs> oh, so oh God. Uh, what scared me the most is when I was reading these reports about Batman vs Superman, and they were always talking about at a at a Warner Brothers shareholders meeting. So you basically have a bunch of people that are all having all have stock in DC and Warner Brothers. And they're all sitting around a table panicking. We have to catch up to Marvel. We have to catch up to Marvel. They made Man of Steel. I don't think it did as good as they hoped it would do. So they were going to make a sequel. I think we all remember they, they announced they were going to make a sequel. All of a sudden, I think they panicked. And they said, we're going to put Batman in it. And then they're like, well, we have to set up our own cinematic universe. So they're running around like a bunch of chickens with their heads cut off. And they said, well, we'll just adapt to Dark Knight Returns. We'll do a different take on Batman because every other version of Batman has been done before, right? So basically it comes down to money. Like anything else in Hollywood, it's, it's called show business. It's not called show art. And they have to make money for their shareholders. And they have to make money quick because the comic book thing might die tomorrow. We, you know, people might just get sick of it next week or next year. So they're trying to catch up quick to please their shareholders. So they threw everything in the pot. And they got a guy – first of all, you don't always want a fan – of something to make something, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't know if I'd ever want to make a Godzilla movie because, uh, you know, I, I'm too biased. You need someone like John Favreau, who's very good at, at uh, character and comedy and story to make something like an Iron Man. That's how he pulled it off. So to have Zack Snyder, who's a fan, which I think DC were like, we need somebody who loves the comics. They'll get it. That's not always the case. It doesn't always work out that way. So, my, from the way I take it is that they fucking panicked. They grabbed Zack Snyder because he's familiar. I mean, he adapted Watchmen and, and 300. And he probably came in and said, I'm going to make a badass Superman. It's unlike Christopher Reeve and George Reeve. And I'm going to give – I think he even went on record saying that he had to modernize Superman. That's just the wrong – like my, you can't modernize Superman. He's always going to be the Boy Scout. So my whole take on it is that they're just trying to catch up to Marvel. I mean it's obvious. I think we all know that. Uh, they panic. They 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 put too much into the pot at once, and now I think they're going to be behind the eight ball because now, if you noticed in 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 this movie, how many times did they say, "Oh, um, the place is uh, evacuated. There's, there's no people there." I mean, how many times did they say that? Mm, like, yeah. and that was direct response from all the criticisms criticisms that Zack Snyder had from Man of Steel. So obviously, he they're listening to what the fans want, and it's the same thing with. Um, Going back to what we were saying earlier about, you know, it's like voting with your wallet. You know, look at Fantastic Four. Nobody wanted that movie to come out. Nobody wanted it made. And the fans spoke up and didn't go see it. And unfortunately, the, the worldwide market plays too much of uh, a part in all this. Because how much, what was the drop off, Tony? Like 68% is domestic? Yeah, domestically from first week into second. Domestic, yeah. So all the fans that wanted to see it have seen it already. People in China and India and Brazil don't have the same Superman as we do. So they just see these characters fighting and punching. So they're going to love it yeah. and they're going to drive the sales up. So these studios don't care about uh, you know, just domestic uh, ticket prices anymore or ticket mm. sales. The global it's market all, has gotten way more market. important. And they're looking at the video games. They're, they're, they took all that into consideration, like the injustice. And they're looking at, well, how can we make this different from Marvel? We have to go darker. We have to go more serious. But the DC characters were always goofier than the Marvel characters. Yeah. I, I, it was just like, what, Frank Miller came in and Alan Moore and made these characters darker? 
So that's the route that they decided to go. And like I said, that's fine, but you have to make these characters the shining light in this dark world. They've written themselves into a hole now, basically. Yeah, well, listen, this is, this is the failure company-wide, all right? DC has fucked up their characters for the past 10 years. Like, they can't even get... They tried to reboot it, like, three times now, four times now in the past 10 years. Yep. They don't. They don't even know what their characters are anymore. Oh. Yeah. They oh. they're trying to they're they're reaching for fucking shit that they can't even get to, and um, this is the problem with Warner's and with DC and with anybody doing these movies is that there is canon out there, there are issues of comics out there, there are perfect movies, but nobody's doing them. Right. There's Birthright, there's Kingdom Come, there's a million things that we've mentioned a thousand times that they could just go page for page and it would be a great movie. Yeah, be amazing. But yeah. and and what they're doing is they're trying to appeal to uh fan the fan base that's old that would go to the movies at Red Dark Knight Returns when it came out and go, well, we're going to give you the fight that you've been waiting for because we're never going to make a Dark Knight movie, but we'll still give you the fight. Right. We're never going to make a Doomsday movie that legit, but we're going to give you the fight. And that was even the Doomsday fight is something that should be going on for the entire movie where Superman, it's a fight of attrition and then everybody's dying. So they don't give you, and then Superman dies, there's no payoff. You don't even get to love Superman before he dies. Yeah, there's no yeah. buildup. I mean, oh my God, so many comments. Look, this essentially is the most <laughs> expensive fan film ever made. You can think about it in that way, $250 million. Uh, the other, uh, the ironic thing is we always bash DC Warner Brothers for, not having faith in their properties, for being reactionary and changing things last minute. Ironically now, they're sticking to their guns in a complete opposite back-ass way in the sense that they're, they're making lots of money on this big, dumb movie. They're not going to take Snyder out. In fact, they're starting to shoot Justice League later this month, like in a week. I have uh, two random thoughts. Um, Batman v Superman, even though it's made a ton of money, I don't think anyone – I don't think you guys are surprised. I don't think anyone should be surprised because it's the first time these two characters are on screen ever yep. in their live action. So it's it should make it's the two biggest most popular characters of all time. That sh- it should make a ton of money. Um, I think where DC could have separated themselves is these characters. Marvel's whole take on their characters was they were relatable. They were the everyman, like Spider Man. Like they all have these human personas, and they're all they all have real problems and real issues that you can relate to. DC could have gone the other path of these characters are icons. These guys are gods. Gods, yeah. They're gods. Superman's a god. Yeah. Batman is an icon. Could be epic. Oh. It doesn't need to be it doesn't need to be <clears throat> Marvel. I don't not yeah. saying it needs to be Marvel. Go, that way. Yeah. go the epic route where these guys are gods. These are these are this is literally our version of Greek gods. The DC pantheon of Absolutely. superheroes are Greek gods. Yes. But instead, they go on this route of hate, tearing down their gods and hating on them throughout their film, which in my opinion is a huge mistake. They're literally saying these guys are awesome, except they're not that awesome. They, you suck. You're a god and you suck. That's, that's what they're the, saying. That's the villain's job. Right. The villain's <laughs> job is to knock them down and make you question them. If you have a great villain, it makes you question that. Let the villain do that. Don't let the actual heroes do that. Don't right. let the, the public do that. Oh, so in these movies now, they're, they're making mankind the villain. So yes. then why are these heroes suiting up to defend them if everybody's going to hate them? Everyone's an is, asshole. Is, yeah, is the payoff Justice League? So, like, so what happens? Like, Darkseid comes and wages war with humanity, and that's when Superman and the rest of the league fights back. And then, like, six years from now, like, when all these movies are done, like, that's when we're going to get this payoff? Like, 
I don't want to wait for that. That's ridiculous. So, Bloody, you mentioned the, the, the money side in the box office. Uh, yes. Let me ask you this. Our, you know, last year we had Jurassic World, a big, dumb movie that made right. fucking big, dumb money. Uh, yeah. Again, I would categorize Batman vs. Superman as in that big, dumb movie category. That's making big, dumb money. Now, we have to pay to see this movie to, to be able to give our opinions are we encouraging this? What is it? Is it's just is this a cycle? Uh, I mean, Rugs, you saw it twice, and the second viewing didn't help. Where where does this end? How do we? If you said vote with your wallet, vote with your wallet. But it's you have the to same. see it. You have to make a decision when you watch it. Right. How you can't decide that you don't like a movie before you see it. That you that's that's the definition of being a dick. Like you have to yeah. like <laughs> you have to see it. You have to like hear the other person's opinion and then ro- let it roll around your head and then make a decision. So curiosity, the trailer, this and that, the hype, that gets you in the seat. Getting people in the seat should not be the end game. I know it is but for the business end. Yeah. Getting asses in the seat. But if you're going to set up a tent pole yeah. where other movies are going to follow, you have to make that movie good. There's but, a thing but, they'll call the ROI, hmm. and this film has made – it was produced to – the money, the amount of money made put in this movie to make it is exponential. So what they're relying upon is – I don't think us seeing it once really you know, yeah. is a, favor, a show of support. This movie is relying on multiple viewings. That's, what, that's right. how Avengers made a ton of money. That's how a lot of movies make a ton of money is when there's that big of a production budget, they're relying on me, you – Rug Boy, John Bellotti to see it two, three, four times and bring our family each time. Like that's how that movie is going to make a ton of money. So I don't necessarily agree that us seeing it once is us supporting the movie. Okay, it's we if we don't yeah. see it again and again yeah. and again because it's only equivalent to how much money is put into the movie. Yes, it's made three hundred <clears throat> domestically or two sixty, but it cost it cost two fifty just in um, outside of marketing. Right. But is this sending the signal, you guys, to Warner Brothers? Saying, oh, everything's fine. We don't have to make anything better. We can just put this crap together again and people are going to come to see it. But what we're, what, doing I- right, what we're doing right now, and everybody who hates this movie will do it right now, is we, we're critiquing it. Yeah. We're giving them something to chew on or even our listeners something to chew on. Next time you just go blindly, you, you have to hold these companies to a higher standard. Like We can get good stuff if we <clears throat> ask for it. But here, what I wanted to uh, finish my what I was saying originally uh, with the vote for your wallet thing. It's like Force Awakens made over what one point six billion because of multiple viewings. Now with this drop off, that sends a huge message to them. And the thing is, that it has to keep dropping and yep. dropping and dropping because you know not everybody wants to see this movie as much as people know Batman and Superman. So when I say vote for your wallet, it's don't buy the fucking comic tie-ins, don't buy the toys, don't buy the shirts. Don't go see it multiple times. They know they're going to get the money from the curiosity factor, and they know they're going to get overseas money. But just don't go back to see it. I mean, that's that's really the only way to go about it. And of course, know, it was gonna, it was going to be huge because it was those two characters. Of course, that's it, your reason. Yeah, why. you put and it's just it's also awkward that the word man is in the title twice. But that's just me. I'm like fucking what? Batman, Superman. It's fucking mouthful. <laughs> uh, but uh, <laughs> what the fuck, Imran? Man, man, man. The There's a lot of mans. Like you don't do that in that title. You're the one, you're complaining about that when you love comics. <laughs> what are you talking about? 
All right, so I want to read a couple of uh, Twitter messages we got regarding the movie. I put it out there. Uh, send us your thoughts. Read about the show. We got a couple of comments uh, from uh, from one Chris Richardson, one half of Three Six Five Flicks podcast. I used to respect this guy. Well, no, but he's not <laughs> Kevin. He's Chris. He's, I know. Uh, Chris- I used to respect this guy. <laughs> I don't respect Kevin. Well, Chris says he, he says uh, I enjoyed it. Seven out of ten. It certainly doesn't deserve all the hate it's getting. Good solid performances from all the cast. But then he says I have a few niggles. I love that word, niggles. I guess that means nitpicks in in the UK. My main problem was Doomsday. No place for that guy in this movie. They blew their loads too soon with it. Uh, Scott Weinstein sent us his review. He goes, here's my BVS review. Hot garbage juice flowing down a New York street in the middle of summer. But Ben Affleck was a great Batman. Oh, shit. I think he nailed it with that review. And uh, David Mobile uh, Twitter buddy says, I would give Batman vs. Superman a 7 out of 10. I thought it was fairly good, but not great. I think Ben Affleck was a poor choice to play Batman. The actor who played Lex Luthor was too goofy to be taken serious. The CGI villain at the end, Doomsday, was kind of lame, and it seemed like it belonged in a Transformers film. I have no plans on seeing it again in the movies. He to mu- your he, point, He must buddy. think a 7 is a bad, a bad rating. Yeah, that's a really that a- confusing <laughs> a review. Know, he's conflicted, too. Like, everybody <laughs> is conflicted because they do give you some things to see. But it's not enough, and it's done so poorly. It's just they, crazy. Uh, they, they, I mean, the, uh, the- everyone's entitled to their opinion, even if it's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Bilotti, you got any more insight from the industry side of things about what what's going on in, the, in terms of the conversation around this movie and how it got made, and how could anybody even greenlight this script? That's my first fucking question. I don't know. It's <laughs> there's a new saying in Hollywood now. They said. Uh, what was the old saying that Shakespeare had? If you give a, a bunch of monkeys a notebook and a pen, you could write a play or something. So the new saying is like, if you give a bunch of monkeys in Hollywood cell phones, you can get a movie made pretty much. <laughs> the saying in our in our industry is nobody knows anything, but they think they know everything. So every time we I work on a job and they cheap out and cut the budget so we can't build and paint our sets to save money, it ends up costing them more. So it's the same thing, and in Hollywood, nobody falls down the ladder. If you fuck up, you fall up the ladder. So the asshole PA that sucks at his job most likely will get promoted to like you know. Dude, I should go there. <laughs> yeah, you know, like I said, nobody knows anything in Hollywood. They think they know, and they think they know what we want want to see, and they have focus groups now that get, you know, surveys and they, they want to know, they keep their finger on the, the pulse of the pop culture, which is where Injustice and the video games come in because they see it as, oh, the, the kids like the video games, so we're going to tap into that to get that market. And they want to sell toys. When Avengers came to New York to shoot, uh, one of the guys, uh, he was in charge of painting all the sets. He was a charge boss, we call him. He met with Disney. He flew out to L.A. and he said, they gave him the spiel what it was. He came back to New York and said, all Disney wants to do is sell toys. That's the, that's the whole reason for the Avengers. Now, I get that, and the same thing with the, with, uh, the DC movies, but the Avengers told a really good story. That's the big difference. DC, they just don't know what they're doing because historically, DC and Warner have always been uh, a buttoned-up, uh, a tight-ass corporation to work for, always. Historically, there's a bunch of books that document it, and they just don't have a pulse on what their characters are. They don't understand them. They just know Batman, and they just know darkness sells, which is bullshit because it doesn't sell. Good stories sell. Good stories, good characters. That's a good way to put it. I'd like to pose another question. Yes. Yes. Do you think that somewhere 
there was a good movie or somewhat of a better movie that was before it was edited to shit. I well, think so because yeah. the, the way the movie is cut, it, it shows to me that this script might have been like a three and a half to four hour movie. It, it shows that maybe the script wasn't great ever, but it shows that there was at least more to this. There's has to be more to this. So we're getting oh, we're going to get oh, a three hour R rated cut on the DVD. What were you going to say, Bolani? I was going to say, uh, Rugba, you're saying uh, this actual production, you think there was a good movie in this production? Or was there like a script that existed that no, was No, like at better? any point, was it shot and just edited out and everything is on the cutting room floor that would have made more sense? I'm not saying there was a good movie, but a much better than what we have I don't movie. Know. Like I don't think more, so. No. A better explanation. Maybe there was a moment where Superman could be Superman. Maybe there was a, a reason for some of this stuff that made no sense to make no, sense. No, no. No, not with Superman's asshole dialogue and his actions. He could have been – that movie could have been shit around him. But if he was the light and all of that dark shittiness, then that would have made the movie. So that's why I don't think it was a good movie. I think there were better scripts. And in fact, I think Wolfgang Peterson was going to make a Batman-Superman oh, movie. Oh, yeah. Where Lex Luthor, I think, comes uh, – Joker comes to Metropolis and then Batman has to team up with Superman. That's a better movie in my opinion. To have them fighting right away is kind of ridiculous to start it off because um, it's just like this whole violent society we live in where everything has to be a violent, big fight. Anyway, that just, that's a whole other podcast. I mean, but, go, yeah. going back to voting with your wallet, I'm so torn because I kind of want to buy the three-hour cut just to see if the stuff he puts back in helps the story at all. But I don't want to the give them leg. any more money. Get the bootleg. I have his blessing to download this, so I'm going to do that. <laughs> but, you know, that, that three-hour cut could be – I mean, I see – I think it's all just establishing shots thrown back into the movie to tell people what the fuck is going on. And they said there's going to be a little I, more I do, violence. I do think there was a script – I mentioned this earlier – that has Brainiac kind of influencing Lex Luthor because that's the only way that it makes sense for me that Lex Luthor has just gone off the rails like this. I don't, I don't understand Maybe. his character motivation otherwise. One of the things that got cut out – definitely was the end with Superman impaling himself on Doomsday because you could see they cut from his chest up where you can't see the thing going into his stomach yeah. and going through him. So that's definitely in the movie that they had to edit around it. That was a very awkward scene, by the yeah. way. Yeah. He's pulling himself because you can't see anything. Yeah, he's covering so that it. Was, yeah. That was definitely done. And that's ripped right out of Excalibur, if you remember John Borman's movie Excalibur, where Arthur and his son Mordred – Meet for the first time. Let us do our first. Let us embrace. And then they, they pale they each other. Yes. So that's right from that movie, by the way. He steals everything. Bilotti <laughs> <laughs> well, called him a thief to start this episode. <laughs> He's a goddamn thief in the night. Do you know, really quick, they, uh, I read this, that they cast – they were they were testing Jesse Eisenberg to play the Riddler. Did you guys know that? Well, not, well and, no. I thought that it makes was, sense. I thought it and, was and, Jimmy Olsen. That no, originally, uh, well, and they wanted Cranston also, yeah. to be Luthor. Brian Cranston, yeah, Cranston would have been a great Lex Luthor, and I and somehow, somewhere, fucking Jesse Eisenberg uh, weaselled his way into playing Luthor. I, I don't care that he's young. No, I don't, I don't care, care that, that he's Jesse Eisenberg. I just yeah. don't know why he's acting like the Joker. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. You know, he should be the smartest guy in the room. He should be like have an air of arrogance. He shouldn't be like a wackadoo. Plus, you don't have to shave your head when you go to prison. He knows that, right? You can keep yeah. your hair. Yeah, why does he lose his hair from that? So forced. Like, Just because he's supposed to be bald at like, some the point. The whole thing with Lex is his vanity. He has vanity. That's yeah. another thing that, that they didn't touch on in his character. He's a very vain guy. Yeah, you don't know anything about him. Guys, I'm spent. God damn. This was uh, phenomenal. Uh, I'm going to play a little sweeper, and uh, we're going to wrap this up. 
Of course, listener, this conversation is is unending and it will probably go on as the weeks go on on our podcast because there's so much to talk about. But you guys, thank you so much for being here. John Bellotti Jr., let's start with you. Where can people find you to check out your awesome artwork? Oh, thanks a lot. Uh, it's Robo7. It's R-O-B-O, the number 7.com. And I'm on Facebook, just John Bellotti Jr. It's J-O-H-N-B-E-L-L-O-T-T-I-J-R at Facebook. And I have a... Um, Robo7, uh, Facebook.com slash Robo7, The Art of John Bellotti Jr. So that's where you guys can find me. And you can send me hate mail if you don't like what I say or you think I sound too Italian, whatever you want. (laughs) (laughs) You got any uh, convention appearances coming up uh, at all? Anywhere? I do. I'm really excited. I'm doing MegaCon in Orlando, which is the uh, Florida equivalent of the New York Comic Con, oh, I just cool. found out. Nice. It's a four-day event, and I'm doing the Godzilla convention out in Chicago in July, and June is wide open, so I'm looking to try to get something in June. Hey, if you're going to be uh, here in July, we're going to do a show with you. you got to make, yeah, some, make some time I, I to come into the that. studio. Absolutely. I thought about that, so definitely. Count right on. Rugs, where can the people find you? There's only one place to find me, and it's in a basement. No, it's at <laughs> the dumpster. Really, Rug Boy on Twitter, or you can find me, you know, in, in a porno theater if you could find one still. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> oh, you're killing me, uh, listener! I'm sure we uh, riled some of you up out there. I'm sure you have lots of comments. Uh, I, I just have to say, I, res- I do respect the 365 flicks. I said that in jest. <laughs> we love, look, Kevin and Chris, we love you guys. You know, it's like pro wrestling. You got a little thing going on. Uh, and uh, there'll be more of them. Uh, keep an eye out for that. But if you guys want to chime in, if you want to yell back at us, if you think we're completely wrong, these are our opinions. Your opinions are also valid. Just go to jockanerd.com slash contact. Uh, our email's there, our Facebook. There's a little form. You can send us a speak pipe. Uh, and uh, let us know what you think. We'll put it on the show. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes. Just go to jockandnerd.com slash review. Write us a nice review or go on to your podcast catching app and hit that subscribe button. That way you'll get every show because uh, we also do fun weekly shows where we catch up on the week's comic book geek news and TV shows live on Blab. And you can check out a sample of that at jockandnerd.com slash live. Now, if you guys like what we did, you want to help out, there's a couple of ways you can help out. We have an awesome merch shop set up. You can get our logo and put it on uh, a bunch of different apparel, a bunch of different items. Just visit jockanerd.com slash shop and uh, get yourself some swag. You can also go on to our Patreon, which is our virtual tip chart. That's right. Patreon.com slash jockanerd or jockanerd.com slash Patreon, right? Yes, that's two, right. Those two links both, are both, actually both go there. They both go to the same spot. It's very uh, it's crazy. Weird. It's weird. But uh, yeah, you, any, you make a donation, you get some bonus content from the Jock, uh, the Nerd, and the Rug Boy. Lots of fun stuff on there. Uh, and finally, if you like what you hear, go tell somebody. Go tell your buddies. Rugs, who should the people tell? Anybody who agrees with us about this fucking movie, <laughs> immediately tell them listen to this podcast. I think you should tell people who don't agree with us too, because yeah, that's all. Them. That's also yeah, interesting. Just send them all over, because like first of all, if you want to get somebody into this show, you're listening to this show. This is the show that will get them on. If they saw Batman and Superman, there's no way that they will listen to this show and like not be like into it. They will fucking love you. They will blow you probably. Absolutely. Look, the one again. I'll say it again. Credit to Zack Snyder for making the most divisive superhero movie ever in the history oh, of fucking movies. 
Good work, it's better I guess. Than indifference. It, it really is. It's better than the movie just laying there and you walking out going, eh, whatever. Goddamn, this movie just uh, blew everyone away for all the wrong reasons. Tell you what. But, you guys, thank you so much. We appreciate every second you hang out with us. We love you guys. Thanks for listening. This has been the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name is Anthony. He's the Jock. And he's the Nerd. And we'll catch you next time. <laughs> Hey, we had a great post show after this uh, BVS review, didn't we, guys? Oh, yeah, it was awesome. Holy shitballs. Yeah, we you did could... not stop talking. No, you couldn't we shut John Bellotti up. Yeah. Uh, if you guys want to experience that fun post show, there's an easy way you could do it. Just check out our Patreon page. Pick one of the tiers, and you're going to get access to all the post shows, plus other bonus content already loaded up, like... Mini episodes from Rugs, right? Rugs, those are great that you sent. Yeah, I'll just go on and rant for about five minutes, and uh, and you know, no holds barred. I let it all fly. Who doesn't want bonus Rug Boy content? Jockinair.com slash Patreon. Check it out. But right now, we have some audio sent in from our listeners, their thoughts on Batman versus Superman. Everyone has an opinion, and it varies from uh, good to not so good. But you are going to hear right now listener audio from Jesse Looney, David Malofsky, Scott Maradou, and Matt Delhauer. Everyone that has been on the show uh, thanks for sending us this audio, and I uh, hope you guys liked the review. Nerd. Hey everybody, Matt Delhauer here to give you a quick rundown on my reaction to Batman vs. Superman. Now apparently, over the weekend, Batman vs. Superman dropped 55% in the amount of money it made between Friday and Sunday. And there's a reason why. Because it was garbage. The problem with this movie stems mostly from the story. Now, the visuals were perfectly fine. I mean, Zack Snyder did what he did. He had things in slow motion. Things looked like comic book panels came to life. And there was a whole lot of things blowing up. But the problem was that this movie was too busy trying to make up for past mistakes in Man of Steel and set up future events in the rest of the DC movies to even pay attention to what it was actually doing here and now in Batman vs. Superman. Now, as much as I enjoyed Ben Affleck in his role as Batman, despite how much I didn't like the Batman he played, and I thought Gal Gadot did a great job of portraying Wonder Woman on screen for the first time in God knows how long we've ever seen that, that's really about as much as I can say in what I enjoyed from this movie. Now, while I know that most of the things that I hated about this movie are going to get covered by Anthony, Imran, and Rugboy, I'm not going to go into too much detail, but all I'm really going to say is, if there's anything that you need to know about this movie, you can learn it in the title. Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. Batman and Superman fight each other, and the Justice League is going to happen at some point. That is all this movie is good for. And even then, the Batman vs. Superman fight, it's just a recreation of the one from Dark Knight Returns. I've seen it in the comic. I really don't care for it because I think Frank Miller is fucking insane. And they decided that was the version of the character that needed to be on screen. The movie has a lot of great visuals going on. Just about everyone who is in it is doing a great job acting. I, Like I said, I enjoyed Ben. I enjoyed Gal. Uh, Jeremy Irons did actually a pretty good job as Alfred. They still gave Henry Cavill almost nothing to do. Amy Adams was almost useless throughout the entire movie as Lois Lane. And despite the fact that I know a lot of people seem to have loved him, I thought Jesse Eisenberg's Max Landis version of Luther really was just tiring. 
it started intriguing in the beginning. And then as time went on, he just became more and more eccentric, more and more crazy. And to the point where I don't know what his plan was. I don't know why he hates Superman. I just know that because Superman exists, there has to be a Lex Luthor. And they decided this was the version they wanted. Ultimately, I give it a thumbs down. I do look forward to Wonder Woman. I'm kind of looking forward to Suicide Squad. I hope to God that at some point DC makes up for this movie, because if anything, it at least made me respect Man of Steel more. Well, that's it for me, guys. I know I said I'd be quick, but God knows this movie took its time as well. So, hope you enjoyed. Jockey Nerd! All right, Jockey Nerd, this is Jesse uh, Looney. I just got done watching Batman vs. Superman, and all I have to say is, what the fuck? Uh, I thought I was going to like the movie. It just was choppy. It was all over the place. Zack Snyder can't direct, couldn't save his life if directing depended on it. I mean, he's a complete piece of shit. The movie sucks. The actors did great. I thought Superman was great. I thought Batman was okay. I thought Gal Gadot was great in her role, but what the fuck was she doing in the movie? She had no tie to it whatsoever. She was at the party to steal an old photo of her, someone that looked like her from, you know, a hundred years ago. I don't know if Zack Snyder directs this, uh, justice league movie. I'm not even going to waste my money to go see it. Um, yeah, it's, it's bad. Um, look forward to hearing your guys's, uh, take on this and, uh, I'll chat at you, uh, later. Talking nerd. Hi, Anthony and Imran. It's David from A Place to Hang Your Cape. I just wanted to send you guys some of my thoughts about um, Batman vs. Superman before you guys record your uh, review podcast. I've heard both of your instant reactions um, on the Patreon, and I know that they're both, let's say, negative. I actually really enjoyed the film overall. I've seen it twice now. Um, Once was actually the European premiere, so I'm wondering if that um, was why I actually really enjoyed it. Anyway, um... I think that as a Batman film, it worked for me. Um, I really liked uh, Ben Affleck's performance. I really liked um, a lot of the choices that they made in terms of like the Wayne Manor stuff. And um, you know, there's a lot of little like nice moments, like um, when he wakes up next to that woman. And it's just they don't really reference it at all. Um, and also all of his fight scenes as Batman were spectacular. I mean, I think that the one in the end um, where, spoiler, he um, is rescuing uh, Martha was just, that was one of the best Batman fight scenes I've seen. You know, the one from the from that last trailer. Um, in terms of Superman, I think it was one of the worst Superman movies I've ever seen. Um and I'm sure you guys will cover a lot of that ground, so I won't go into it. Um, in terms of what I really didn't like, there were a few key things that I, th- I think I want to pull out. Um, the first being the Jonathan Kent scene, which just felt so random and out of place. Like, why was Clark even wherever the hell he was? And what did the oh the, the scene was just like that? That was a pee break scene, is what I would call it. It's where everyone should leave and go to the bathroom and then come back. Um, beyond that, the other scene that really bugged me was, um, Wonder Woman on the Turkish Airlines plane. Now I get that Turkish Airlines was a big sponsor because, um, of those Super Bowl ads and everything. Um, but within half an hour, roughly, 
we go from, or let's, let's give her the benefit of the doubt. Within an hour, she goes from walking into her hotel, sitting at her laptop, reading um, Batflex email, uh, watching those videos. And then within that same hour, she is boarding a Turkish Airlines plane, presumably an international flight. Now, how the hell does that happen? in that amount of time that just really bugged me in terms of the product placement and everything. Um, it just felt lazy and, uh, just annoyed the hell out of me. Um, otherwise though, I ultimately, I thought it was fun. Um, and my last question, uh, to post to you guys is given, um, spoiler again, I know you guys both seen it. Um, given Superman's death at the end, how do you think that's going to impact the marketing for Justice League, because obviously he's going to come back, but do you think that they will do the same thing they do here and ruin that return in the marketing? All right, guys, have a good one, and can't wait to hear your full review. Jocker Nerd! Hello, Jocker Nerd, it's Scott Merriger from A Place to Hang Your Cape. Just a few quick things about Batman vs. Superman. Hmm, where to begin? First of all, it's a classic example of style over substance. You know, it's very flashy and lots of effects and all the slow-mo, but very little personality to back it up. A lot of the characters either have completely rushed development or they don't have enough development. Uh, there's some of the early scenes that go absolutely nowhere, especially the dream sequences. I mean, yeah, we get it. Batman's haunted by his past. But, I mean, I mean this is not news to us. Thinking of Batman, why does he kill people? I don't know. Even I know that he doesn't kill people. What was the deal with him being carried up as a child by bats? Like in some sort of stupid Jesus allegory. What the hell was that? That's Superman's thing. He's supposed to be the Jesus metaphor, not Batman. And everyone's motivations are either way too simple or about as clear as mud. And the, what was the whole thing with the whole time travel thing with the, by the Flash? I mean, you see this whole pointless dystopia where Superman's gone nuts. And then the Flash goes back and says, no, you got to stop this because, you know, something about Lois Lane. Does Batman alter his behavior in any way? No, the whole film goes exactly the way it would do if, he, if it, that never happened. So it's completely pointless. And what did they do with Lex Luthor? Oh, my God, Eisenberg. You made him look like some, like, like Mark Zuckerberg went insane, which is ironic considering you play Mark Zuckerberg and he was just a gibbering lunatic and they throw everything into the screen to see what sticks and it just ah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't I did not like it I did not like it